genre. discuss the history and legends of a galaxy far, far away. I'm Tim Garcia. And I'm Gary Roby. And we're here with an anniversary episode. It's been one year of doing this podcast. So We've we're bringing it. back some uh, returning uh, returning guests, some favorites that we've had yeah. on over the year. Um, so, uh, Nick, welcome back. Hello. Thanks for having me. Hello. Yeah, thanks for coming back. Uh, Kevin, welcome back. Yeah. You're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> and uh and Gio, uh welcome back. Thanks for coming on. Hey, happy birthday. Are we doing shots? Yeah. Ooh. This is <laughs> this is now a birthday podcast. It's a birthday Jawa podcast. Jawa shots. Jawa <laughs> juice. Oh my gosh. I can't have Jawa juice. It messes me up. <laughs> Not since college. <laughs> um so yeah, so we're here. Um to do a deep dive onto uh, our first movie that we've done. Our first movie. I'm so excited. Did we announce what this movie was going to be before we... I think people are just going to be surprised by this episode. Yeah, we are doing Attack of the Clones. <laughs> Everyone's favorite movie. I yeah. didn't realize this was the first movie, technically. Like, first main movie. That's awesome. I think of the, all the second chapters in the Skywalker saga, it's certainly the most beloved. Of course. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah everyone definitely. Loves <laughs> Everyone's favorite sequel, yeah. Attack of the Clones. Um, yeah. So what, God, uh, what it's we, so funny to a... think about. Like, it's Attack of the Clones, Empire Strikes Back, Last Jedi. Like, such iconic movies, all three, for very different reasons. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Very different reasons. Really represented the tone of Star Wars. Hell yeah! At the time, <laughs> so uh, yeah. Well, I guess that's a good launching point. What is everyone's uh, feeling on Attack of the Clones in general? Oh. <laughs> Kevin, you seem uh, very excited. <laughs> please, please. This was my favorite prequel movie when I was a kid. Like, I just, I think it was the big Jedi arena scene. I think that that just like. That just made all my synapses, like, light up at the same time, because, like, mm -hmm. when you think about it, the most lightsabers we'd ever seen on screen at once was, like, three before this point. And to see just a lot of them, just my little brain could barely handle it. Now, uh, I, I don't know. Uh, you asked for my general feelings. I think yeah. my general feeling is uh, it's long. <laughs> it is long. It's really long, <laughs> and it's uh, it's entertaining. Uh, it's you know, I watched Phantom Menace right before watching this, and this this was a much more pleasant experience. I'll say that. Really? Okay. Yeah. I uh oh, the recording uh -oh. stopped. Okay, we've all got backups, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. We'll just go. I think let's then. just like keep this rolling, and we'll just use okay. the. I'll just send a Google Drive link or something at the end. Okay. No um, problem. So yeah, Nick, how do you, how did you, uh, what's your relationship with Attack of the Clone? It's very similar where, you know, I, I remember watching this and like, you know, in the theater when I was in fourth grade and 
the the battle of geonosis yeah like the 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 battle and all the lightsabers that like it fed me for years and yeah as a star wars fan it's crazy how like spoiled we are now that we can just have we have all the mandalorian and all the book of boba fett when like this was just seeing all those lightsabers in one area. I was like, whoa, this is the best movie ever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm 10. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I got to see Yoda fight. Scene. Um, yeah, uh, I, I think that's a common. I, I once talked to someone. One of my favorite things when we when I talk to Star Wars fans is just what are your rankings like? Because everyone kind of has a different one. It's, it's almost like a fingerprint. Like everyone's got a, every Star Wars fan has a different ranking basically yeah um and uh someone i was once at a party and someone put attack of the clones that was their number one star wars movie of all time wow like they loved it and i think i don't think uh i think only force awakens was out at the time or something but okay um and uh he just because he's like look all i wanted since you know being a little kid seeing you know luke skywalker was i just wanted to see all the jedi when they were at their peak all fighting and yeah. that movie gave it that. to me Got and I'm like, a cool. big battle with a bunch of You had of one Jedi. box, it checked it off, and it's like, you're good. You know? Like, that's it. Yep. <laughs> yeah. It's time that's um, all you need. Gio, what do you, how did, what were your experiences with uh, Attack of the Clone? Okay, well, um, so, much older than you guys, so when it first came out, I saw <laughs> it in the theaters, uh, I was 29, 30. Um, just recently, I... I, I watched it about four months ago as well because my mm-hmm. girlfriend only had seen the original trilogy and I um I I'm gonna say I forced her to watch these. I said <laughs> you have to watch these and the things you will she, watch Attack it, of the Clones. Yeah, I watched it I watched it with her. She was really <laughs> impressed and the thing is, uh um when I watched it four months ago, uh I was just really happy to see them again because I just wanted to see her reaction and then you know, mm-hmm. a- after seeing episode one she was like I want to see more of this. I want to see where this is going. She got interested in story. Um, watch it again. <laughs> just <laughs> go. Uh, I, I, I realized that, you know, um, the first time I saw it, I got excited because there's a lightsaber in the rain. And then, uh, yeah. and then oh, yeah. knowing that Yoda was going to do something, you know, um, and him pulling out a lightsaber. That's what I was oh, so yeah. excited for. And, the only the only th- thing that really really uh, kind of irked me was just you know what you could totally tell this is just like ninety eight percent was filmed in front of a blue screen you could just tell just mm-hmm. watching it it it's kind of disappointing that you know it um I don't know I I just felt like the technology that they have now filming like the Mandalorian with that that LED screen that they're using I wished he mm. had that technology at the time. But um, yeah, no. But I, I mean, the first one I saw I was really, really excited about it. But um, <laughs> I, I don't know. I, and that—that's my o- overall general feeling. I mean, I'll, I'll go more into later once we talk yeah. parts about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I think that's kind of all of us. I was at least with me. I was very, very excited about it. But I was excited about pretty much all of them. So I yeah. think I was yeah, pretty. Exactly. Uh, I was uh, pretty. It's funny, Joe. You you mentioned forcing your girlfriend to watch it. I just picture that Clockwork Orange scene with the eyelids <laughs> being pulled open, <laughs> dripping eye drops in there. Okay, I didn't, like, I didn't do that. I just I just kind of like handcuffed her to the to the coffee table. That's all. Oh, okay, yeah. okay, that's all. Oh, okay, 
No straight jackets involved. No, 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 no. No, <laughs> it's not that serious. Um, when this movie came out, did you all do you all remember thinking like, oh, the the clones will be the they're gonna they're the guys who are gonna turn into the stormtroopers someday? Yes, like, sure. oh, yeah. was that your thinking? Mm-hmm. Because absolutely. Yeah. My thinking was, oh, the clones are, like, it's going to be like Anakin has an evil clone and then he has to fight his evil clone. Cause, oh, you know, the Clone Wars. You, you say before I saw anything in the movie. Yes, did I exactly. Think. Like, like you saw the trailer and you were like, okay, this movie's going to be called Attack of the Clones. It's got Anakin looking, like, brooding. He's, like, play, played by, like, a grown-up now. What's this movie going to be about? And I remember thinking distinctly, like, oh, Anakin gets an evil clone and that becomes Darth Vader. I remember. <laughs> because that's I was a kid at the fascinating. time. <laughs> oh, what, that's fascinating. What, uh, what, what you're describing is 100% what I would imagine the Clone Wars being when I would watch the original movies. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's what the Clone Wars are. So I was surprised. Like, oh, oh, no. It's o- yeah. Obi-Wan. It's, it's Obi-Wan. He's like uh, one of many. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. He, he fights his designation OB2. is OB one. OB one, yeah. yeah. He fights OB two. <laughs> it's it's funny you, you mentioned that because I did think about like, oh, what did I think the Clone Wars were? And I'm like, mm-hmm. I think I was just kind of a dumb kid. I just didn't really think about like, I feel like yeah, I completely get that. Yeah, but I Let's think say, I think it was the trailer coming out that made me go, oh. This is like this is gonna this is what this is about, you know, oh, like the clones. I think that's a fascinating version of this story. Is <laughs> yeah. if like the Anakin that we know isn't the one that fell that became Vader. Yeah. Yeah. A very different universe. Yeah. So let's jump in um to the movie here. Okay. So uh we start with obviously our crawl, um, which just touch on the highlights of it. Uh basically the the separation has already begun before this movie starts they talk about thousands of systems beginning to leave uh the republic at this point uh they don't really say why so i think the movie's framing it as these guys are bad guys they just don't like the republic which we know because we watch phantom menace (laughs) that the republic's the good guys they're the they're the ones that (laughs) you know so it doesn't really explain any of their their perspectives but yeah um and then, but the the Republic is already trying to vote on some sort of bill to get an army. Yes, the, a grand the army of the Republic. And Padme doesn't want them to. She doesn't want, yeah, she's she's against that. Uh, well, I, I don't think the crawl says that, but we, we learn. Soon. We learn it when we... Oh, no, yeah, pretty... Senate to vote on the... Yeah, um, so yeah, so she doesn't... We learn it pretty quickly. Um, someone clearly doesn't want to want her to though, because they immediately explode her ship, <laughs> which is how we open with this. Um, I don't really understand this. I guess how do we think? <laughs> like, okay, well, let's just get into the. We'll we'll just open up with the with the murder plot, which is the yes, first. Let's talk about this, this murder plot. This, this very terrible plan. Yeah this 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 bounty hunter hired by a different bounty hunter. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> he outsourced. He was subcontracting his bounty hunting. A lot of a lot of uh, that made sense to me watching it uh, this evening for the podcast when I accepted that I don't think Zam Wessel is a very good bounty hunter. No, <laughs> I don't think so either. I think she's got one gimmick and it worked so, out really well for her once. And yeah, okay. <laughs> not to jump ahead too much. There is a scene where she sneaks up 
he tries to sneak up on Obi-Wan Kenobi at much like uh much like in, in a new hope i guess when another alien tries to yeah. sneak up on and her one power her one trick is that she can turn into any anybody presumably mm-hmm. and she uh-huh. does not do that she just sneaks up on <laughs> him as zam wessel <laughs> yeah also the irony of her in this first scene falling for a decoy when decoy is her thing. <laughs> that's right yeah, that's, yeah. That's true. <laughs> so do, do we know that she's the one that Plant. So okay. So my thought. I'm assuming is, that she tried to blow up this. Ship, when she visits Django, she's like, "It didn't work." And Django's yeah. like, oh, mm-hmm. "Jesus, Sam. Here, use this." Here. Yeah. I just no. What one one thing that really struck me is instead of having the bomb detonate once you get there to Coruscant, where they have like medics and stuff on standby, why not have it blow up in space thirty minutes before they got here? So that she just. But do we know was the bomb planted? Well, before they took off, or was it like? Yeah, why does the explosion happen? I like the idea that it was just it was actually just an accident. (laughs) Zan Russell was going there. All of this is based on an accident. (laughs) And then it was like, (laughs) and she goes to the platform, and the the ship just exploded on its own. (laughs) And and then she learns later that no one died except for a decoy, and she's like, "Yeah, the decoy is like, I failed you." And she's like, "No, you didn't." And she's like, "No, I like can't land." She's she's at the she's at the Dexter she's at the Dexter Jester diner. Getting like some Jawa juice, and she glances at the yeah. TV, and it's like Senator yeah, Amidala so- safe after attack. <laughs> oh, crap! It's I like, guess I oh, can man. take credit for that. That was now. <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> no skin off my bones. <laughs> yeah. Um, I had a question. So she is a Claudite. Is the name okay. of her species? She is a sentient reptilian species. Um, they can change into uh, other humanoid feature, like other humanoid things. Um. I was wondering, she can shapeshift, yet she wears, like, a veil to cover her face. Yeah. Which, that seems like a double blind. <laughs> it's a redundancy. Because <laughs> like, uh-huh. uh, it was, like, the like the reveal, like, and that's this is just, like, filmmaking, too. Like, the reveal is, like, oh, it's not a guy, it's a girl. Uh-huh. And then it's, like, oh, it's not just a girl, it's an alien. Like, it's just, like, <laughs> like <Yeah>. keeps going. <laughs> and it's, like, okay. Well, actually, I'm not an alien. I'm a horse. I'm a, I'm a broom. <laughs> I'm a broom. <laughs> when, you say, yeah. when you say that she could change into other humanoid, like, could she turn into other, sp- like, she turns into, like, a human-looking person, but, like, could she turn into, like, a Wookiee or, or a... Uh, yeah, sure. I think it's a mystique kind of thing. I think she. Oh yeah. I think it has yeah. to be her size. Um, just a sh- she could turn into lumpy maybe, but not like Chewbacca. <laughs> well, that's interesting. <laughs> okay. Or just like a really short Chewbacca. Is she one of the few? Is she the only of her kind that we've really met in any of the canon? Uh, let's see. In not in canon, Ancients. there are um a couple other. Uh, actually, in the Galaxy's Edge comic. Oh, uh, one okay. of the like lead guys is a um he's a Claudette, but he doesn't change form. He just is like, no, cool, I'm happy being lizard bro. Yeah. Um, Alright. Good for him. Yeah. Um Maybe only the females can do yeah, that. Yeah, there's a few others in canon. Um But yeah, um I don't know. It was just it's just funny. I love I love the idea. I love having shapeshifters. In Star Wars, I just kind of yeah. Wish I'm surprised there were we haven't more, used shapeshifters yeah, more. more often. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
I mean, well, yeah. And then my other question is, is there a difference between bounty hunter and assassin? And is it like Boba Fett and Fennec Shand? That's yes. Now that like when we were talking about him hiring her, I literally had this thought, like, <laughs> is this the relationship? I, I think Fennec and Bo and. I think Fennec Shand and the Fets are bounty hunters. I think that um, Demusel is probably an assassin. Well, they always introduce Fennec as master assassin Fennec Shand. Yeah. Zam might have just yeah. been like someone that Django saw playing like pinball at a bar. <laughs> like, <laughs> hey. <laughs> she, was it Star Wars pinball? <laughs> yeah, Star Wars. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> Or like at a circus, like he's like, like oh, look man, you have show. supple wrists. <laughs> Not another pinball wizard, <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I I I I feel like because talking about this, it really seems like she's like a, an illusionist, like a like a magician who happens to take some wet work jobs every once in a while because she's just got this gimmick that she always relies on. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and she clearly has it way too many layers deep to actually be effective. It seems very much like a prestige style, like, yeah, she's always got something we, to reveal. We do know that she's a decent shot because she, she gets that drone that, or the oh, droid that yeah. Obi-Wan is hanging she from does. as it is moving through the, through traffic. And dropping like, yeah, <laughs> quickly. It's funny that Nick mentioned like she's just having some Jawa juice, you know, sitting on a at a diner because when the uh, when when Obi is chasing on the drone thing, that's basically what she was doing. She's just sort <laughs> yeah. of chilling, waiting for her. She's like, I sent yeah. the drone. It'll take care of it. It's going to yeah, do it. coming back. <laughs> and then she's like, oh, my God, there's a Jedi on it. <laughs> <laughs> and then she pulls off this amazing trick shot. This, yes. <laughs> yeah. She used like, a drone what? that had like a gun on it instead of like. These worms that slowly worms. crawl into yeah. the bed. This is all leading up to like a headcanon where I think this is like her second job. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. I, yes. I believe this. I completely agree. She impressed one guy once and then she got a referral mm -hmm. uh, to, to Django. <laughs> Django hired her for this job. She mm. failed immediately and then he kills her. <laughs> yeah. But so much for that 90 gimmicks, day trial period. <laughs> yeah. But speaking of these, of these, like, of these sleight of hand gimmicks, how does anyone trust Padme at this point? How does anyone believe that they're talking to Padme when she you know, has so many decoys? It's really funny, too, time? because, like, we see, we've seen this trick now twice in the films, but they've now, like, come out with, like, like young Padme books, and she does this all the time. I was going to ask the time. exactly what I was going to ask you is if this it happens like three times in Queen's Shadow, and it's great every time it happens, but it's also just like really funny. Like, how does anyone ever believe that they're talking to Padme or yeah. not? I was going to say, if I were Anakin, I'd be worried. Like yeah. talking to her, is this her? You know, when you say how many interactions has happens... he and Saw they had together? I'm so curious. <laughs> More than uh, Padme would care to admit. Um, <laughs> I just can't deal with him right the now. The worst please. part is Anakin knows, but he doesn't want to like let her know that he knows. Wait, I You're want so this story. Padme. This is great. 
with Padme, your you're just face. as beautiful as earlier this morning when I also <laughs> saw you. That was definitely you. It's uh, <laughs> <laughs> so funny. Um, um, but yeah, um, the we start to see the first uh, hits of the Jedi being really bad at their jobs. Yes, pretty much yeah. in the first council scene with with Palpatine, where mm-hmm. they're all sitting around and they're like. Oh. Oh yeah, um, Padme was almost murdered, and Yoda's <laughs> advice is like, "Don't know who did it, but you're in grave danger." Uh, yeah. like, what, what is it? That, leave. What, what is it that Jonah Hill says? And don't look up, where it's like we're going to sit down, we're going to assess. Yeah, yeah. just assess. <laughs> that's literally that's Yoda basically the whole time. Like, I actually uh-huh. took a note just visually. It's extremely funny to me to see a bunch of Jedi masters sitting at someone else's desk. Yes, you know, um, the last time I was on the show was to talk about the High Republic, and um, Uh I recently got back on my grind where I just finished uh, this Rising Storm. I'm reading, uh, oh yeah, Out of the Shadows. I think, yeah. Um, Mm -hmm. And one of the things that I most appreciate about reading High Republic, besides them just being entertaining, is it really recontextualizes the Jedi. Yeah, and when you they feel like a different order. Yeah, and like they're so when you get to the clone stuff, it really is jarring how far they fall. Like you said, like they're sitting around the chancellor's desk. Um, yeah, when Mace Windu, when, they're lackeys. Yeah, when when Padme is like, hey, I think like it might have been Master Sifo-Dyas, or might have been this like Darth Tyrannus guy. And Mace Windu's like, no, Jedi's can't be bad. Yeah, no, he's just, yeah, he's Count Dooku. <laughs> She's like, I think it's Count Dooku for sure. Yeah, it's Count. <laughs> And, and he's like, yeah, he's no, like, he says, um, I think I even wrote down the, says he used to be a Jedi once, which is like, <laughs> okay. I know that other, other canon has be. expanded on this, but at the time the movie came out to me, I was like, oh, this guy left the Jedi order. And yeah. He says Count him? Dooku used to be a Jedi. He couldn't, he couldn't assassinate anyone. Yeah. Right, it's, it's not in physically his impossible. And just funny like, because Tim like hasn't and we talked about because he talked about Dooku Jedi lost last week. Like Dooku's already assassinated people. Yes. Yeah. Well, is it, has well, he's already responsible well, for the death of? He has killed Sifo-Dyas at this point. Well, he has had him. Killed. Right. 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 He's they had don't, him killed. But they don't know uh, that. But not. They don't, they don't do that, that in Jedi know. Lost. That's um, true. Sifo-Dyas was his friend in Jedi Lost. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, oh, it's so sad. Yeah. They're like besties. Uh, they are but I mean, I mean, Dooku leaves because he's like, I hate the Jedi and I hate the Republic and I want to see them both burn. Mm. <laughs> but not, I mean, I mean that he probably doesn't say that out loud to the Jedi, but they're just like, okay, it's like, yeah, it's, like he recognizes that the Jedi and the Republic are inefficient at helping any mm-hmm. system that is not directly beneficial to them in the core. Right. And that's why he leaves. He's mm-hmm. like, y- y'all weren't going to send anyone to help right. my planet. I'm going to go help mm-hmm. my planet. Right. He's he's definitely got very noble intentions, at least for leaving in the first place, I think. Yeah. yeah. But it just and doesn't think, make sense that everyone just takes him to be this trustworthy no, person. No, of course not. <laughs> but Yoda does in that in that audio play, um, Yoda mm-hmm. trusts him immediately. He's like, mm-hmm. Dooku's like, I'm leaving the order. I'm going to go be leader of my planet now. And Yoda's like, keep your lightsaber. You must. Like, <laughs> yeah. just like, okay, like, hang on to that. That <laughs> one's on the house. Never know yeah. when you'll, <laughs> never know when you might need to, you know, kill your enemies or something, you know, yeah. like, mm-hmm. it's like, okay, like, it's wild. He was wild. his apprentice, I guess. There's a bond between them. Yeah. I'm sure. But, um, but yeah, I don't know. Uh, it's it makes sense that he would be the leader of the separatists for sure. Yeah, mm-hmm. I want to know how um, he met 
and discuss like found out the truth about Palpatine. Like I want yeah. that story. Yeah, weird that it didn't happen in Jedi Lost, but I guess yeah. it wasn't about Tyrannus found. It was about Jedi <laughs> uh-huh. Lost. I was um, actually trying to, trying to find that information at, I while, don't know while researching for this episode. And yeah, it's just like Duke leaves and he's doing his own thing, and then it's like he was seduced by Palpatine. And I'm like, okay, like it doesn't give a note or anything. It's just like, like how it happened. Somehow or what the Palpatine is. returned. Yeah, he yes. just like shows up and is like, hey. You don't like the Jedi, but you're still pretty forcey. Want to be a Sith? And yeah, work with me. Say what you want about Sheev. Very seductive. He is very <laughs> I think seductive if there was man. one word. You know? He's got some Sheev. <laughs> No, no, no. You're thinking of Sam Wessel. <laughs> no, this whole movie, I really took a step back and really admired Sheev's plan. Like... It's like he he even knew like I, I okay I'll I'll start assa- attempting to assassinate Padme to mm-hmm. so that she's out of the picture. The only other Naboo senator is Jar Jar Binks. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Why don't you now assassinate that guy? Yeah. It's really funny to me because we get that sequence later where they're talking about like like. Oh, this thing on Gianna. This is way later. I'm sorry. This is for the end of the movie. But uh, where Padme has been gone, right? And like shit's starting to go down on Geonosis. And they're like, we have to create an army. Like we need somebody who's going to give him emergency power so we can create an army. If only Padme were here. The most vocal person about no, we're not going to make an army. We should not do this. And Jar Jar's like, well, I could be Padme. <laughs> <laughs> gives her emergency gives her emergency powers like he he did it it's him i think they're, they're I like thinking the- oh we need someone who trusts palpatine implicitly just because of their relationship and then jar jar's like i'll trust anyone Fuck, I don't <laughs> like i, I can like do this idea. good thing to say that, that jar jar's like i could be padme he just really wants to be a handmaiden so that he can be a body double <laughs> <laughs> Misa Jare. <laughs> I also in that scene uh at the beginning when they're getting um when they're talking to Padme about like like he Palpatine wants her to have like Jedi protection and he tells he tells her the thought of losing you is unbearable. And yeah. I find that super interesting because that is that is literally Anakin's fall. Yeah, mm. it's very intimate. Like it's it's this weird I don't know. I never got that vibe from them of like quite that vibe of like this this compassionate. Yeah, you always yeah. Like, seemed like a healthy professional. Yeah, like kept her at a distance for sure. Like wasn't mm-hmm. intimate the way yeah. he was with Anakin. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. But this makes it, me like It really did seem wonder. like they were friends in Phantom Menace though. Yeah. Yes. They're from the same planet. Uh, they're they from the same together. planet. They, yeah. She was so yeah, young. It could have um, been like a mentorship, you know, of like taking. Yeah, yeah. right. She would. Yeah. She would been I like mean, fourteen, right? So she's. He's good at. He's good at that, right? He he does the mentorship to young impressionable. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> oh, he's grooming the, them. The, the, the yeah, weird thing to me is just how much more power Padme seems to exert as a senator than she ever did as queen, and maybe that's yeah. because she had a, basically a gun to her head the whole time we saw her as queen. Yeah. We also don't see her manage the day to day in like I, right. I like wonder Naboo if a stuff. senator could go to Naboo and order stuff around on on the planet of Naboo. Right. But Versus, like like a, a California senator 
right? Wouldn't wouldn't overrule the governor. Is she like the Star right, Wars AOC, help, where yeah. she is she also really popular <laughs> yeah. with her constituents back home? Yeah. Not yeah. just <laughs> almost certainly. Her district loves her. <laughs> yeah. So really like well. yeah, like a like a senator like a senator couldn't go and make new laws for the municipality that you know, like a city mm. that they're from. They yeah. have to uh-huh. go through the right channel. So I think that's kind of why. But she doesn't seem to consult her own queen very much in this movie, if at all. Whereas yeah, they have that in... one scene when they get to Naboo, mm-hmm. when she's talking yeah. about like, oh, I think we're going to go out to the country. Yeah. Whereas in the in Phantom Menace, it's like Sheev is talking in her ear the whole time. And and when he's a senator and she's queen. Mm hmm. Yeah. Was there any? I wonder if a lot of the. Oh, go ahead. Oh, I was going to ask. Was there any kind of like change after Phantom Menace, where like it wasn't as much a democracy, but in the wake of, you know? But I don't know. That's like. Yeah. yeah. More, I mean, they globalized. mentioned a little bit about how she didn't want to be queen anymore, but they, you know, the they asked her to be senator. The queen asked her to be senator because they still wanted her um there but I, I wonder if the reason she's not really consulting the queen so much on on this politics is because like they're already unified in what they want to do like the planet is against the grand army of the republic and so there's yeah. not much like to discuss when they're on the planet they're really only talking about her safety and right. where she's gonna go um and that uh anakin isn't a jedi right uh, yeah <laughs> like, oh god am i <laughs> But uh, yeah, I don't know. Um, the other thing I was going to say is I don't know. This is the first time I've watched this movie and I'm not sure that Sheev was the one who ordered Padme dead. Interesting. Ooh. Um, Because later in the movie, we see it's Newt Gunray is like, uh-huh. I won't join the separatists unless you bring me her head, basically. Yeah. And Dooku's like, don't worry, like, we're taking care of it. We're, you know, we'll get her. So I do, I do believe Dooku ordered it, but I think yeah. it was to make Gunray uh, happy. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. And Palpatine, um, like, knows that this is happening and, and takes advantage, uses it to yeah. his advantage. Because, yeah. of yeah. course, he, he does. Would, he would keep Padme as yeah. long as he could, you <laughs> yeah. know, if he had a choice. I, I can't yeah, think I don't of think he, asset to him. I'm sorry. Yeah. It's just hitting me. I can't think of a time where Palpatine received news and was, like, discouraged by it. Yeah, no. he's like I can work no, with no, this. No. Yeah, he's he's <laughs> the best at like. The yeah, he's the. I think he's just really good at improvising. Yeah, and he's not. He's not like he doesn't have like a Joker esque plan. He just is like, oh yeah, this works for me. Like of yeah. course, mm-hmm. like all things. You just take very advantage much, of any situation. Well, I mean, he's a religious person. He's just yeah, very much That's religious true. on the dark side. So he's yeah. probably just like, oh, yeah, this is all part of the dark side's plan. I got, got <laughs> yeah, this, this is great. Is all things come with the force. Like, yeah, uh, that's fascinating. It's but, my uh, You're right, though. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I also wanted to mention really quick because, OK, Yoda, a, a lot of these characters just seem completely different from who they were, both in The Phantom Menace and like later in the saga chronologically mm-hmm. but like this scene of of yoda and the other jedi consulting with palpatine and padme is the first time we actually see yoda in this trilogy like exhibit any kind of compassion like throughout episode one 
Yoda is constantly just like like questioning Qui-Gon's judgment, essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, and just kind of being like a bit of a hard ass about everything. And then in this, when Padme walks into the room, Yoda's like, oh, very sad to hear about your decoy. And instead of being like, thanks, Master Yoda, you big cuddly teddy bear. She's just like, I think it was Dooku. Like, she just kind of yeah. like spits it back in his face. And I felt really bad for Yoda. Because <laughs> he was trying to be nice. And Padme just kind of shut him down. It was really sad. I have a, I have a question for Gio, kind of as, you know, speaking from like another perspective of like watching this for the first time back in 02, or even like now. How do you feel about the prequels, like depiction of Yoda? Hmm. Is the picture of Yoda? I, I mean, I have no complaints about it. I, I, mm-hmm. I mean, I've always, I've, I was always curious about his life before Episode Four, so it was nice that George Lucas uh, put him in a position uh, in the uh, Jedi Order. I mean, I, I, are you try, trying to ask if, uh, if, like, his role was something that not not everyone agreed with or? Because yeah, I just I think it's just yeah I think well <laughs> <laughs> well I I know when it first came out they actually used a puppet that uh, yeah. looked really uh, I I was okay with the puppet and then the uh, the re-release they had what they did CGI on it mm. which I was yeah. well, okay Phantom with. Menace is is half CGI half puppet roughly and then oh, I huh. thought they went back and did the whole thing yeah they did they CGI. went back, yeah the whole thing is CGI now. Um, oh, for the re-release yeah. of Phantom Menace, you have yeah, it on VHS yeah, yeah. like we did, and then yeah, there you <laughs> and go. Then because because George Lucas didn't want to do uh, an all CGI Yoda, he didn't think the technology was there yet. Um, until Attack of the Clones was coming out, and the team actually went back and reworked the Empire Strikes Back scenes of Yoda, and did a CGI version of Yoda in those to prove that they could make it work. And once they showed George Lucas that, he was like, oh, okay, the technology is there. Because this Yoda definitely looks a lot better than Yeah, because even, like, in those early scenes with Padme, and you can see him, like, trying to, like, re- you know, he's weary, his brow is heavy. Mm-hmm. You yeah. Know? He's trying to decipher Palpatine's machinations, and he's, like, acting. Yeah. Yeah, he is. It's really, it's very good. and And I think a lot of people see him as a Muppet. I think this is kind of what you're getting at, right? Is that people saw him as this very kind of curious intellectual, but also like a silly character. I guess. uh, Yeah, yeah, for sure. I I guess what I, what's interesting is they, they, this movie, especially if you're a big fan and you can kind of watch this movie, not just as like a weirdly structured regular movie, but as like Uh a very important piece of star Wars. Uh, Yoda is like really flawed in this. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. and he makes big mistakes, and so it's just interesting oh, that he's yeah. he's presented as such like a kindly wizard, an empire to see him be this like weary failed politician kind of Jedi. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's interesting. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, I, maybe like he stopped taking things so seriously when he lost everything. Know, well, well, he was he what seven hundred and seventy years old right there. I mean, <laughs> right, he's still right. young. Yeah, we've all we've all had a. We've all had a grandpa who gets kind of zany with age, and then <laughs> you hear about their younger life, and you're like, "What?" That's what you did. Like, I think I think for his species, he has to retire at a certain age from the Jedi Council. Like it's it should be like 500. 
<laughs> oh, you want term yeah. limits for not term yeah, limits? Yeah, term limits with Shelley Council. <laughs> oh God, I haven't read much of uh, him in High Republic. But what if we find out that he was like super racist when he was younger? <laughs> oh, and he, like, no. went, he just hates Rodians oh. for no reason. <laughs> um, what I want more than anything with Yoda's origins is I want to eventually find Yoda's planet or baby Yoda learns how to talk and speaks 100 percent normally. Yeah, and I would love that. That is just yeah. how Yoda talks. <laughs> Absolutely. Totally. Agree. I thought that exact same thing with uh, with Grogu. Uh, it's like he just I mean he would learn to talk from the people around him right like yeah, yeah you would think it's so it's just like it's like why all the clones speak with a, a Kiwi accent sure. yeah yeah he taught them yeah. all how to talk even, even <laughs> so yeah exactly and and then uh, yeah I mean I think it would be really funny if we learned that like their brains are just wired a certain way so they can't put like mm -hmm. They switch around subject and predicate all the time, oh, and like so Din weird. is just like Grogu. Come on, man! Like, <laughs> why do you keep saying it that way? No, I do not. Oh, right, Amanda's <laughs> gonna have no reference, like frame of reference. Like, why are you talking like? Yeah, no. he never met Yoda. He's like, why yeah. are you talking that way? Hey, you never okay, know. Maybe he has. Oh, oh yeah. hey, a lot of stuff is That's getting right. revealed in these shows. Small yeah. world, <laughs> yeah. I know it's likely that, that he did. Yeah, and I don't want to reveal too many Mando or Boba Fett spoilers, but like, there's even a hint that like, just like no one knows anything about how his, that species works. And yes, so, mm -hmm. like characters don't even have a name. Yeah, characters are asking very basic questions of like, do you also talk like this? This is. Tell me that wasn't yeah. just him. Yeah. Tell me he wasn't just like. <laughs> Din seems to think that the Jedi are just a species. Right. Uh, initially, yeah. I loved yeah. that, yeah. actually. Mm -hmm. He's just like, I oh, yeah, let's get him back to the people. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I guess to Din, I mean, not to too far, too far off, but oh, that's kind of yeah. what the Mandalorian are. They're the same as Jedi. Is yeah, like, exactly. They're not really a species, but they're a group of people that are all connected. So very yeah. similar tradition yeah so like if if, the, if a mandalorian found a gungan foundling and like raised that gungan to be a mandalorian mandalorian, gungan. mandalorian now that could yeah. happen that's that's fair game yeah that's why some people some people think reminds that me of uh wet bub the... i know i was just thinking about wet bub in <laughs> yeah. nihil yeah in nihil i wonder how they would I, the coolest I, nihil make a helmet for that gungan right yeah <laughs> yeah did they have like two holes at the top where they could just yeah eye stalks <laughs> yeah <laughs> don't know I, there has been speculation God, that I want to see that, that happen so bad. Hey, so... Now, now having been uh, having, I mean, spoilers for Boba Fett, but Dinjar not not being technically a Mandalorian anymore. The title refers to Grogu, not to Dinjarin. Wow, that's the Mandalorian yeah. is Grogu. Uh huh. Interesting you know what's anyway. funny? My <laughs> pinned tweet, now that I think about it, my pinned tweet on uh, Twitter for years has been the true Mandalorian was the baby we found along the way. <laughs> yeah, uh, exactly. A question for you guys. Um, mm -hmm. When you realized uh, Attack of the Clones was to come out and we were going to see a much older Anakin Skywalker and they cast the actor, Hattie Christensen, what research did you guys do to like uh, find out if he the role or Nothing. not? I mean, you, no, you just, I was such you a, I was the, a kid. I don't think I had oh. internet yet. 
<laughs> Gio, I was ten. Okay, never I mind. Thought that was, I, st- I still thought he was Jake Lloyd. I just thought that's <laughs> 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 like a lot. <laughs> he just grew up real fast. Well, you yeah, see, I just you assumed. see, well, you see a, a grown-up Jake Lloyd now. He looks nothing like Hannah Christensen. <laughs> no, yeah, what? Yeah. Uh, what was even his I major credit before Attack of the Clones? Well, so um, when. A buddy and I found out that he was casted. We were like, okay, I'd never heard of him. But uh, before Attack of the Clones came out, there was this movie that came in the theater called Life as a House. Mm, and Hayden yeah. Christian was in it. Uh, and that movie was, oh, darn it. You know what? I'm not going to remember these days. But we decided to go to see that movie. Um, a little drama. We're like, okay, go to dudes going to go watch a drama movie here in the theater. But we wanted to do it <laughs> just to check out yeah. his acting you were uh, scouting yeah we're scouting his you were scouting him <laughs> and, and the thing is we we saw him perform that movie we thought like dude he's good he's a good actor he, he should be really good in attack of the clones um now uh when <laughs> yeah. the first story started now I, i'm not blaming him because i don't know if he was just given bad dialogue or if george lucas didn't like put enough attention in how these actors were delivering lines or give them like uh, yes, yes. Multiple takes. <laughs> but it's just, I, I you know i'm I, thinking I, a lot about the whole time i was watching the movie for the podcast today i was thinking about that mm-hmm. and like why like what would this have been like what would his performance have been like anyone's performance in this movie have been like if lucas hadn't directed it the way that he did and, yeah, and I think like, it would have been different. Yeah, yeah. Like we've yeah. heard quotes now of like, yeah. I was trying to get them to act like they were in a 40s melodrama. Or I was also thinking a lot about how much differently we would look at these movies if we looked at them the same way that we look at like Harry Potter or Narnia, mm. where like mm-hmm. these are children's movies. And mm. but, sure, but we didn't back then. We still kind of don't. Where Star Wars is kind of mostly for like teens and adults. Everyone. But these are super childlike mm-hmm. movies, especially the previous. Yeah, ones. absolutely. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, there's a lot ways. of people that get uh, way more upset than they would if they accepted these as just kids' movies. Yes. Yeah, yes. marketed um, to children. And just because they're kids' movies doesn't mean adults can't enjoy them. Like, uh-huh. you know, The Hobbit is a kids' book. Mm-hmm. but it's yeah. very much like you know well, when i'm watching like an animated series or a children's series and there's awkward cheesy dialogue i'm not as critical as if i were watching Forgiving. something more for like adults mm-hmm. there was i was thinking about when i was watching it yesterday i was thinking about like they're 19 and 24 and like <laughs> like anakin and, and padme and like I remember what I was like when I was a 19-year-old trying to get into a relationship with somebody. It was terrible. Sure. <laughs> oh, I was a lot like yeah. Anakin. And, like, for sure. he was a slave that is now being raised by the Jedi and is not supposed to have attachments. And she was a 14-year-old queen. Like, mm-hmm. I imagine that they don't have a lot of, like, point of reference for how you're supposed to conduct yourself in a relationship. Well, she mm-hmm. had that weekend with Paolo. She had that weekend with Paolo when she was 12. Oh, yes. You know? <laughs> wow. Yeah, wow. That was... That was that, yeah, like <laughs> play very differently. I'm sure they might have kissed. W- Dude, Anakin. Okay, we'll get to that. Oh, absolutely. We'll get to that. So well, let's get to uh, that. You're so much to mine for. You're right. There aren't a oh, lot of goodness. like. If you look at the original movies, you had Luke, you had Han, you had very like blue collar working mm-hmm. class characters. I think. Uh huh. Yeah. I don't think there is a character like that in these movies. 
Uh, Dexter Jetster. Who will, who will <laughs> I plus. love Dexter. Can yeah. I tell you guys? I think Dexter might be my favorite, like, minor Star Wars character. He's, just he's absolutely mine. He's a big part of why I wanted to come here today, actually. <laughs> yeah, you sent me that Dexter gif, and I was like, hell yes. Please, let's talk about him. Speaking of Please. making movies today, if if this had been made today, John Favreau, that would have been his self-insert character. <laughs> oh, absolutely oh, yeah. be Dexter. 100%. Uh, I just, well, he looks so much like my grandfather. That really, it's alarming. The first time I saw it, I was like, oh, my God. The, the mustache, you know. The the greasy apron, he just something about mm-hmm. Dexter Jet. Yeah, I kind of feel like Latinos have kind of claimed Alderaan for themselves because <laughs> yeah. of like you have Jimmy <laughs> Smith, Oscar Isaac, yeah, Oscar Isaac, <laughs> yeah. And so I also, oh my god, I get big like Mexican energy from Dexter Jetster for some reason. Oh my gosh, he I love like it. an honorary Mexican. Yes. Okay, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Adopted into a Mexican American family. Okay, I really like um, that. That's awesome. But yeah, um, we were talking about awkward dialogue, so I think now is the best time, as good a time as any, to bring up uh, Anakin and Padme meeting again for the first time in ten years. Um, yeah. Oh my god! Does anyone Christ. remember any of You'll the dialogue? You'll always be that little boy. <laughs> oh yeah. Okay. Tatooine. Oh, just like that's crushing. Such a such a crushing. crushing. Oh man! What a blow. I my note here just says Anakin has the least game of anyone in the fucking. <laughs> oh man, the scene he just... where he tries sticking his neck out and Obi Wan just backhands him in front of Padme. <laughs> in front, of so him. he is yeah. not the wingman, dude. <laughs> no. <laughs> And I think it's really weird that Anakin continues to bring up, like, she's so beautiful, Master. And, like, you yeah. know yeah. that you're not supposed you're not, to do yes. this as a Jedi. I think that goes back Why to Why are you... Yeah, like what Gary was saying about how he never learned that that's a weird thing to talk about to someone else mm-hmm. or, like, to your dad yeah. figure. So he's like, oh, mm-hmm. she makes my my blood, my, 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 my heart happy. <laughs> like, Anakin, what? Uh-huh. <laughs> you can't tell me stuff like that. Yeah. <laughs> you should go talk to He's a therapist. Like, <laughs> well, the, the the relationship with Obi Wan and and Anakin is kind of interesting because it's like at one point Anakin says you're the closest thing I've ever had to a father, which is sweet. But they kind of yeah. talk more like they're brothers. Brothers. Yeah. I mean, you know, Obi-Wan just like calls him that later. Yeah. In later. Yeah. yeah. We were brothers, um, Anakin. I I looked. It does, oh, please. Oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. Oh, I, I so kind of similar to Gary. I looked up Obi Wan's age, and uh-huh. if I'm not uh, according to this website, I found he is 35 in Attack of the Clones. Mm-hmm. Okay, so he's like roughly like 15, almost 20 years older than Anakin. Yeah, yeah. He's about, so that makes him 16 he was, years older because Anakin. He was 19, yeah. He was 25 in Phantom Menace. So he is. He was older in Phantom Menace than Anakin is now. Okay. Uh, which is why Anakin is like, oh, in some ways I'm ahead of him. I be- I think that I'm ready for the trials. And he didn't pass his trials until he was six years older than Anakin is. Oh, interesting. Yeah, that's 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 that is very interesting. I I don't know. Like, Obi-Wan's another character that I feel like between Phantom Menace and this, he's just a different guy. Like, it feels so, so humorless in, in, in Phantom Menace. He's just like. 
he just complains about everything that Qui-Gon does. He's and the Padawan. I love, I love that. <laughs> He's the awkward Padawan. I mean, it's yeah. great. In his defense, they do go on an adventure and just leave him on the ship through like, a good chunk of that movie. <laughs> it's such a weird dynamic. Uh, I'm going to take the kid and uh, the girl and... Yeah. Make sure this here. broken ship doesn't go anywhere. <laughs> the more, the more <laughs> I learn like... about both those characters after the fact, Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan, it's really weird that like that was his master because Qui-Gon was such like a shit starter like yeah poking and prodding uh, claudia gray's master and apprentice gets a lot into like how different they are and how there was a period where uh the council asked qui-gon to like be a member of the council mm-hmm. and there's a discussion of like if i become a member of the council i won't be your master anymore like yeah. someone else would take on that responsibility and that might that. be better for you than being with me and like mm-hmm. that's like a, dis- a central discussion of that book, and I found that very fascinating. I remember that, yeah. And it's like, should I even be Qui Gon's apprentice? Do we click? Yeah. And yeah, interesting. That's weird though, because as we learn in uh, Lost Jedi or uh, Jedi Lost, uh-huh. uh, Yoda stays on the council and takes a, but I guess he's Makes Yoda. Can I do whatever he wants? Yeah. <laughs> um, like not being any of the higher public. That... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Do we think that Anakin got bullied at, like, the Academy, or do you think he even went to, like, the Jedi Academy? Did Jedi's bully? I don't know. <laughs> um, oh, I'm sure. Degree. Okay. No, in Jedi Lost, there was definitely, like, the one bully. I mean, I think I think any time you have a collection of kids, uh, you're going to get, like, yeah. power dynamic they're not issues. they're not fully they're Jedi chill. yet, right? Yeah, they're, they're, yeah. As severed, Anakin's, or emotions. as Padme's quick to uh, point out. Oh, so quick. Uh, <laughs> he's not a Jedi. He's a Padawan. Uh, so, he's like a little but, uh, brother to me. <laughs> Do you think she's kind but, of talking uh, I just to wonder... herself when she says stuff like that? Like, trying to tell herself, like, he's not, he's just a little boy that I knew on Tatooine. He's just a Padawan trying to, like, defuse yeah. her infatuation. I would like yeah, to it, think it, that. She's so reluctant about her feelings for him until they're faced with death at the end of this movie. Yeah. To go would, to the Coliseum. Every yeah. other time, she's like, we shouldn't do this. If I can't tell you that I feel the way you feel about me. Yeah, if it was delivered more like that, I might be able to buy it. Yeah. Um, but that is what the do- that is what the text is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If it doesn't feel yeah. authentic. Yeah, I would say I want to give them the benefit of the doubt and say, oh yeah, Padme harbored these feelings for him. As soon as she saw him, she was like, whoa, Anakin's hot now. But like, well, well, it really feels like he gets to her by attrition more than anything else, just yeah. wearing I, away her defense. I think that's a really good point because I think their first kiss really comes out of nowhere for me. It feels really unearned. Mm-hmm. Um, oh. I agree and then, with you. And then, sh- and then they act like, oh, it's so gaslighty. They, he, even he describes it as like the kiss you never should have gave me. And <laughs> yes. it's like, dude, you did all of that. Like you would not stop. It, yeah. What? Like the way he was like feeling her bare back and like, mm-hmm. t- and like, you know, and how everything here is so smooth. I'm like, that is awkward, buddy. Such a creep, dude. Oh God. <laughs> if you, if you look at some of those scenes where she rejects him at first, and she walks uh-huh. away. Just look at his face. It's just the yeah. creepiest faces that he makes. And I'm like, yeah. did George Lucas but tell him doesn't... to do that? <laughs> yeah, I, I don't so. know. I think, I think we're supposed to believe this is the guy who becomes Darth Vader. You know? Like, yeah. yeah. He's brooding, and he is not uh, That's true. emotionally mature. I, you know, because a really common I, criticism is like, oh, they should have made Anakin more charming and more likable 
like Han. Yeah, I remember that was a criticism back when it wasn't cool yeah. to like these mm -hmm. movies when, you know, it was kind of just like mm -hmm. that was an easy way to make friends with an another nerd in the 2000s yeah. and just uh -huh. start dunking on. Uh, <laughs> There's no and Han. And now it's <laughs> crap on the sequels, but, you know, yeah. Yeah. it's like poetry at rhyme. We'll get past that. We'll get past that point eventually. I think. <laughs> yeah, like, is it a kind of a good thing that you see the creepiness underneath? So where, like, when he commits mass murder later in on in the movie, yeah. it's, you can kind of trace because you do get those creepy instances of him, like, leering. Yeah, at you're like, oh, he's an yeah. incel. But you, <laughs> don't, yeah. you don't see, like, she before him, that was a thing. <laughs> he admits to committing genocide, and she's like, to get angry is to be human. And I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> what is that? <laughs> Padme, run! <laughs> I hate when I get mad and I accidentally create uh, do a mass murder. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, that's it. He's so mature. Oh, please. Oh, sorry. Oh no. Well, I was, I was. Uh, you say like, uh, I think something else. Kind of speaking of Boba Fett, that ages really interestingly now is the depiction of sand uh -huh. people in this movie. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Of like yeah. Skeet. What was his name? What was was Uncle Klee Klee Lars. Like he calls the Tuscans animals. Like mm -hmm. he literally does. Yeah. And knowing what we know now in Boba Fett, which of course they didn't know that was gonna happen, but like yeah. in retrospect, it's like, whoa, that is a super racist thing to say. Like it's yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah. But Anakin takes it to heart because then he repeats that after he commits that murder. Is like animals. they behave like animals, like animals and I treat them like animals. I slaughtered them mm. like animals. And Padme kind of excuses. In Kleeg's defense, please. She does. In Kleeg's defense. His wife was just kidnapped. Very true. For true. no reason on his on it, her walk. It's a lot like if you can if this were a western, you could imagine a character in a western wouldn't have very progressive feelings about Native Americans if, right. if his yeah. family suffered yeah. a raid. They're constantly in conflict. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Exactly. So that's, you know, okay. Sure. That's super valid. Um, maybe maybe so... don't be racist, but also <laughs> you lost his leg. Yeah, your wife, if like, your wife is murdered. Yeah. Anakin has had <laughs> this sort of like increasing like frustration and fear about his mother that's been building over this movie because he's he talks to Obi-Wan before we even meet Padme in this film uh, or before they, he meets Padme in this film again. Uh, and he's talking about how he's having his dreams of his mother and is worried about her and obi-wan's response is well those dreams will pass in time mm -hmm. like just don't think about it Ooh. and like that's brutal yeah um because he can feel her through the force like knows that she's suffering knows that she's out there and can't do anything about it and then when he goes and he meets Kleeg and he knows like she's still out there somewhere mm -hmm. and he's also like you should accept that she's dead like I'm not surprised that he goes off to go find her. Like he know he could like sense where she is. He goes right yeah. to their camp. Like and, and Obi Wan should understand that. Obi Wan should be like, oh well, we're we're force sensitive people. This is this probably means something. And he's but like so all he's thinking is the dreams will stop once your mom actually just dies. Just ride it well, out until it, mom's this is, gone. This is Qui Gon on Tatooine. I didn't. We didn't come here to free slaves. Yeah, exactly. It's like just out of sight, out of mind. It's uh, yeah. It's almost like there needs to be a whole uh, trilogy about a character who like challenges those ideals of the Jedi and ultimately dismantles them and does her own thing. Yeah, that'd be really good if they ever make that. Uh, I, I would like that a lot. I, I also speaking speaking of of Anakin's immaturity though, there's one line that I really like where uh, Obi Wan. Starts to talk about like, oh, yes, politicians, I know them and they'll always use, you know, they'll mm -hmm. always act in their own self-interest. Uh -huh. And Anakin says, um, 
not another lecture, at least not on the <laughs> economics of politics, which is the most peanut-brained thing I've ever heard someone say. <laughs> no, okay, wait, speaking of, of peanut-brain Anakin, uh, when, when he's with Padme on Naboo, they have a talk about, also about politics, where he's like, I think everyone should just get together and talk about what's best for the galaxy and then do it. And she's like, that's what we fucking do. And he's like, well, if they, if they don't agree, she's like, sometimes they don't agree. He's like, well, they should be made to. And she's like, that sounds like a dictatorship. And he says, well, if it works. If it works. And it's like, I don't think Anakin even has a frame of reference for what a dictatorship no. is. Like, I no. don't think he even knows that word. That, that she says time, it. He's like, that's, is that a bad thing? The whole time, all I could ask myself was, where was Anakin on January 6th? Well, yeah, <laughs> it, it is. <laughs> it's big, like, incel, like, you know, like, rich kid energy of, like, yeah. like I don't know, it almost feels like a like ladybird. Like, you're talking to this kid who's, like, never dealt with politics and experienced the world but just uh -huh. kind of looks but still kind of like a teenager looks down on like why can't they just work it out mm -hmm. uh-huh exactly why are they wasting time he doesn't understand nuance at all <laughs> i know i i i get it you know i'm i'm part of the younger generation and we see things how they are for real the, the thing i think the thing i do love is when she's like oh well who's gonna make them you and he's like no like i don't want any of that responsibility no someone wants <laughs> work for that guy for sure uh-huh but yeah. i don't want that i don't want to do that job <laughs> maybe if also, i ever got burned and lost my limbs then my i might consider a job <laughs> in politics the funny thing about about that whole his whole stance is like, OK, I understand that you don't have a lot of patience for politics, but maybe gain some while you're trying to woo a senator. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Your job She's is trying dumb. to educate you, you know? boy. <laughs> He's just negging her. Oh, he super so is. <laughs> it is. It is even crazier when you think of, of the context of like a 19 year old dating like AOC and having like <laughs> no interest at all in her career yeah. or her life. No. Keep work at work, yep. babe. <laughs> That's 100% what he's doing. <laughs> yeah. Um, can we talk about I shifting gears here. Can we talk about like Detective Obi-Wan for a little bit? Oh, I bro. I love this I love like Detective noir just like story that's happening with him. He's so great. I It's so good. It's so understated, and he's so great at at walking into a room and acting like he belongs there. Uh huh. Which, <laughs> which is like it is. Obi Wan would be a fantastic spy because he's just like, yeah, no, the army that I ordered, yeah, yeah, that, that I'm here for. Tell yes. me more about it. <laughs> Show oh, me yes, my I would army. Love to meet the <laughs> it's very Columbo. Yes, yeah. exactly. That's a great comparison. Yeah, let's um, get into my favorite uh, part of this movie. And the yes. thing I always tell people is if this movie was just a film noir of Obi-Wan trying to figure out who tried oh to assassinate God. Padme, Please. it would be a great movie. Everyone would love, I think everyone would yeah, love this movie if it was just Obi-Wan running mystery around. Mystery movie, like a they, Blade Runner doing mystery stuff. Yeah, basically After Star this Wars failed Blade assassination Runner. attempt, they don't try again. Yeah, they don't try and assassinate her again. They just happen to catch her on Geonosis. That's so true. She just yeah. walks right into it. Uh-huh. <laughs> no and one tries like, to attack them on Naboo. No one follows well, them to Tatooine. Yeah, how many people try to kill Stalin, you know? Like, <laughs> well, so like, if the... Just, so did, okay, so Zam... Django kills Zam. Uh -huh. And it's like, okay, well, that didn't work. 
And then mm-hmm. very quickly they I assume he goes back to Camino and then you're right, yeah, just does Yeah, he just goes back to Camino. Doesn't and then only one shows up and yeah. he's like, I guess I gotta go okay. fight Dooku. <laughs> oh right, that job I didn't finish. Uh-huh. He, he goes there because uh, Dexter Jexter uh, told him about the dart, like the origins right. of the dart. So that's the. But Wait. like Django, Gio. Gio. Django are you left. insinuating Dexter Jetster was in on this pulp? <laughs> I just tell you the reason why he ended up going there and finding out about the clone army is because Dexter Jetster set him there. From I'm not saying, like, can I can I can I point out that Dexter Jetster says that he used to do prospecting on a planet called Subterrell. Uh huh. Like an underground planet. I love it. Sub. Whatever sense that makes, Subterrell. I just thought that was funny. I'm also interested. Like, like what does prospecting mean for like coaxium? Maybe mining for him. Mining? Oh, Oh, coaxium or spice or like I feel like there's a bunch of like in the High Republic they use prospecting to mean something completely different, which is like mapping hyperspace. Oh, hyperspace routes. But he's he's on a planet. Like he's doing this on. Some Terrell, so I imagine that's a different circumstance. And why was he shot at by cloners? <laughs> I don't know. I don't that's know. What a story! Also, wait, got, yeah. do do the Kaminoans also make weapons? Clearly, oh yeah, because one of the darts it's a Kamino saber yeah. dart. Yes, and I like you're that, right. Yeah, they do say that that Django's a bounty hunter, but he's like, hey, uh, Tonway, can I borrow? <laughs> I need to borrow a Camino saber dart. <laughs> it's for a thing. <laughs> it's for a job. Yeah, is there just like an armory somewhere that he's like buying stuff from? Like I don't, I'm, I don't know. <laughs> gotta make sure someone doesn't leak information. Yeah, I'll just load up. Also, oh, we've got a bunch of warriors here that you could. Do, no, did no, no. The Kaminoans, did the Kaminoans not have Senate representation before Obi Wan showed up? I think they're past the outer rim because he asks. Yeah, they're yeah, past the outer so they're rim. not. Yeah. Okay, because but they, they don't even know that of... they exist. Mm-hmm. They, Costa they knew become in... part of the Republic when he shows up and is like, "Yo, they got an army for us here." Yeah. Okay. That's yeah. So, yeah, you're right. So they're yeah because they're out. They're what past the Rish, what twelve parsecs past the Rishi maze is what yeah. okay. Jetster says. So yeah. he goes to the he you know there's the whole thing with Jocasta new and. Um, it's not in the archives. It doesn't exist. Archives. That was another moment. Our, we're like <laughs> so such a lack of curiosity. So yeah, yeah. yeah this like, is it's just further proof that the that Jocasta can't even think, can't fathom that there is something that is not in the Jedi archive. If it's not there, it's not. Then a, it but then exist. a nine-year-old thinking about it for two yeah, seconds. Then a little kid is like, um, I haven't been brainwashed yet, and I think <laughs> someone, someone just deleted it. it. Yeah. <laughs> And Yoda's like, brilliant. Of a child. <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, geez. No, I think you're all just idiots by comparison. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, he does say that it when he's looking for the uh the system, he says it should be south of the Rishi maze, which using Galactic northwest south. south <laughs> you and I find really impressive. In a galaxy. It's so strange. Yeah, it's this so strange. This galaxy map. Is a 3D like projection map, and it's not labeled. There's no names on it. There's no legend. There's nothing. It's just like the points of light in Ever. space. Yeah. And he mm-hmm. walks through that map, and it's like it should be right here. Like he knows. Like that's impressive <laughs> as hell to me. Because I don't think the characters in Star Wars can read. So <laughs> right. I think they've had to learn an entirely different way. It's of, incredible that yeah. he has mm-hmm. like visual. Memory. Is able to perceive. 
Yeah. Like mm-hmm. of like three like of space. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we know that humans on in the real world who use like nomadic people have way better spatial reasoning than people who don't rely on like stars mm-hmm. and for yeah. like, cardinal directions and stuff like that. It's fascinating. Yeah. Um, I also really, really quickly want to point out that it's really weird to me that Yoda just has just trains younglings with training sabers. He has tenure. Um, <laughs> it, he's the grand, like he's the highest member of the Jedi Council. Does that basically make him like a preschool teacher? Like, <laughs> does he spend most of like? Does he have to do that every day? Just sit down. Yeah, with the how much time does Yoda spend with the youngling? I'll bet he he gets to pick what job he wants, and this is the one that he wants to. Maybe do. he, he was a guest presenter or something. Right, guest lecturer. I don't see him doing a class like every day. <laughs> Right. Do you think everyone's always like whenever Mace Windu is teaching that day, they're like, dude, no. (laughs) (laughs) He straight straight up killed a kid yesterday. (laughs) That guy does not hold back. Yeah. I I don't think that Mace actually killed anyone, but he's definitely that kid or that guy, that teacher that everyone like makes up like, oh, yeah, he totally killed a guy last semester. (laughs) Killed a kid last semester. Don't Uh make him mad. This thumb. Um, I will will also say that there's a it's a it's a big group of kids. And this, um, I think, says a lot about the where the Jedi are at right now. Only one alien Mm. in this whole group of kids. Not a racist. Yeah, everyone's getting kind of kind of racist. Really I like racist. The, not like the High Republic days. Well, that alien looks like yeah. a reptilian uh, type of. It does look kind of like a oh. like a Chadrin that we or like what is it? I just had oh. it up a Claudite. Yeah, like it Claudite, does kind of yeah. look like it could be a Claudite. That's interesting. Um, man, I do love the the establishing shots in the in the Jedi Council where it's just a bunch of Jedi's walking around. It's so great. <laughs> it's it's great. And I, I just kind of imagine the shots that they had to do of like, okay, now you walk down some stairs. Oh yeah, like, like I, I, yeah. I you know, like, yeah. the actress playing Alea Sakura just walks down some CG stairs, and I yeah, never, great. never noticed her before. Yeah, <laughs> it's awesome. I think that what the what this movie does way better than its predecessor is gives us a sense of place, mm-hmm. um, like. All of the locations in this movie, I think that they're thrown together in a really haphazard way, but every time we're in a location, it's like, I understand kind of the topography of this place. Yeah. I know, <laughs> you know, like, I, I may not, I couldn't map out the Jedi Temple for you, but like, I understand the aesthetic really well. It, it reads very yeah. clearly. And so when when episode three rolls around and we're seeing it in a different context, it's like, this is a familiar place now that <laughs> has been ransacked oh that's a good point yeah like you you're the 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 mind remembers like walking around Mm -hmm. in tranquility in this movie and then seeing it raised in a new context yeah i also think like something that makes this movie as flawed as it is like objectively you know like it's an you know it's kind of a disjointed movie and it's long but like as a now with the clone wars and stuff it's crazy how invaluable this movie is in terms of how it inspired Basically, the visual aesthetic of the whole series of Clone Wars. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like the Jedi. Absolutely. The Jedi Temple, Coruscant. Like, everything that happens in this movie is so vital for, like, what the Star Wars canon is. Like, what the universe looks like. It shapes everything that comes after it. 
Yeah. And I find that fascinating. That's really... This is like, this is an iconic, important moment of history in the Star Wars universe. We see the first Star Destroyers in this movie. Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah we do. Mm-hmm. I think, like, the whole fandom and, like, Dave Filoni, like, I think all of Star Wars just rallied around this weird movie over the past 20 years and, like, made it better through ancillary stuff. Just everything else. Yeah, Yeah, I agree. I agree completely. 100%. Like, I I, I was thinking a lot about watching uh, The Book of Boba Fett and watching watching boba's ship drop that bomb into the sarlacc's mouth and being like those are the awesome bombs from attack of the (laughs) The seismic charges there's the coolest thing yeah and i was just like wow this this callback feels good it's like i I, I think a lot of people have a lot of issues with like empty nostalgia and it was like no this isn't empty nostalgia this is like the logical conclusion of something we've seen before mm-hmm. and i really love that because the seismic charges are just badass yeah <laughs> and um i've been handed an update i'm sorry oh, no. uh but there are actually three uh alien children okay oh. it is primarily human but i didn't want to get that wrong no thank there you. is a nikto kid actually he's very oh wow. he's very cute oh. uh Adorable. Yeah. I mean, that's a heavy accusation to just hurl at the Jedi Order. So I'm glad that we I know, did our research I know. on that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> also, uh, I just I forgot to mention Zam Wessel's last word that she ever says is slaymo. She does say slaymo. <laughs> yes, she does. <laughs> which is uh, she swears. Also, what? Yeah, which is also what Anakin calls Sebulba. And we also uh-huh. in the in a in the last episode of Book of Boba Fett, a Pike shouts it in the background. Nice. So it must mean something really bad. Oh, Anakin <laughs> must be a complete potty mouth. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> uh, when I was a kid, um, I read like a chapter book about the domestic life of Zam Wessel and Boba Fett and Jango Fett. And <laughs> okay, what? Like, <laughs> I need this. What? I need this so bad. <laughs> okay, wait. See, now I'm trying to remember what is this book that I read in 2002. And what's like Noel Stevenson web comics. Um, oh, yeah. But like, I'm pretty sure there was a book where like they were like a merry band, like Zam and Boba or Zam and Django. And Boba was like, yeah, dude, like yeah. <laughs> get him. the three of us together. And then like. <laughs> and then, that was perfect. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and then like Django, so so it kind of adds pathos to that scene of like it's Django killing like his like friend, his his like yeah, the person he's co-parenting with. Yeah. <laughs> uh, very. I kind of like our new wow. headcanon that she was just like a dumbass that he hired like at a bar. Yeah, <laughs> I really like that. Oh, so um, yeah, how do we uh, how do we feel about Django Fett? I was obsessed with Django Fett leading up to the movie. Like mm-hmm. I would draw him in my like notebooks and stuff at school. Mm. I was, I had an action figure, just the idea of a Chrome, like a silver and blue Boba Fett. Yeah. I love, yeah. Yeah. I love his armor. Yeah. So cool. That's all it took back then. Yeah. I, I, yeah, yeah, I, I love the fight cool. scene with Obi-Wan. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. The fight with Obi-Wan in the rain yeah. is so, so cool. So awesome. good. It's really cool to see Obi-Wan out of his element and having to improvise a bunch, Mm -hmm. which I think really lends that film noir, like, he's always on his back foot, 
Like, it's not this glorious fancy uh-huh. lightsaber fighting. It's like falling off of shit mm-hmm. and like yeah, punching. And like, <laughs> all the weapon, like we Mandalorians, like their weapons and armor and things are designed to fight Jedi. And so seeing mm-hmm. like seeing the effectiveness of Jango mm-hmm. in that fight is really cool for me. Yeah. Yeah. It's the first time we've seen on screen an effective Mandalorian. Yes. Right. <laughs> it's it's like we we finally get to like before Book of Boba Fett, this was the closest we got to seeing like a real the badass Boba Fett we would play with with our action figures and stuff. Yeah. Exactly. I I wish the the fight scene between um Django and uh, uh, uh I'm uh, I'm going to blank on names now. Uh, Mace Sam Windu? Jackson, Mace yeah. Windu. Yeah, I, Mace Windu. I wish there was a good fight that developed developed. It went on for a while, but that's uh, quite short. Yeah, uh, that horrified me as a kid because, like, like I said, like I've been drawing Django Fett all summer, uh-huh. and then to be killed in such a badass but horrifying way—it's brutal. I, yeah. It's so brutal. Yeah, I had no idea how to react as a kid. I was like stunned. Yeah. I never expected I would see a Jedi behead somebody again. Mm-hmm. I don't. I think something's wrong with Mace Windu. Yeah, it's yeah. not how a Jedi. I, mean, I think it's cool. I mean, they're using they're using uh, weapons that literally chop limbs and arms and yeah. heads. Yeah. I think he's the only one doing it right. <laughs> that's, 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 that's definitely what he's going to tell the council. <laughs> I think it, it is cool that that Jango at least gets to kill a Jedi right before oh. his own untimely yeah, and demise. then the quick draw yeah. thing. So cool. Yeah, it's probably oh, yeah. the yeah. first time that. a Mandalorian has killed a Jedi in a very long time. Pro- yeah. You know? Pro- yeah, you're you're right. right. You're probably right. <laughs> so, so that's what, kind of badass. What's Jango's story? Ties. Like, what do we know? Like, what's concrete about Jango Fett's origins? Um, uh, we do know. We know because of um the first appearance of Boba in Mandalorian that Jango was a foundling. Oh, yeah. Okay. He is not native. Mandalorian right. by blood. Which but it's is interesting why... because we don't know what the circumstances of that are, because like the group that Din is picked up by are um Cordians. Like Death Watch. Yeah. yeah. They're Watch, like they're, yeah. they're they're the children of the watch, right? Like very devout. They're they're kind of descended from Death Watch, but I don't know that that Django was part of Death Watch. Like I think I think his circumstance and upbringing might be is probably different. But I don't know that we know anything about um, who he was. It says he fought. He, I mean, he was a Mandalorian, basically. If un, under that thing, because he's from Concord Dawn. Mm. Um, oh, okay. And he was a Mandalorian commando. He fought in the Mandalorian Civil Wars. The reason we have this question is actually coming from the Clone Wars when uh, Obi Wan mentions to like one of the uh, someone on Mandalore, like a high ranking person on Mandalore, like, "Oh, I've actually met one of your kind." Uh, uh-huh. Jango Fett, and he's like, that was no Mandalorian. I don't know how he got his that armor, blah blah blah. Yeah. But because they, he has a very different understanding of what it means to be a Mandalorian. It kind of explains the discrepancy. Yeah, right. he yeah. would have that opinion. Maybe mm-hmm. Yeah, and we know that he was recruited by Count Dooku on one of the moons of Bogdan. Yes, I guess he did say has, which has a uh, an appearance. The, the the moons themselves have an appearance in a flashback in a comic, Age of Republic 1, Jango Fett. Okay. I don't think that, it, that that comic actually shows Dooku recruiting him, but you figure that he must have been 
They must, someone must have been watching him for a long time to figure out that he was a proper It's also interesting because he tells Obi-Wan that he was hired by a man named Tyrannus. Mm -hmm. Uh, So he's using his, like, Sith, his Darth name. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, and not do that was another yeah. that little exchange between uh, Django and Obi-Wan is also very film noir. Yeah. Yes. It's yes. great. Yeah, I love that. Size and each There's so the, much like, in that scene where it's all film. It's very film noir. The like, I'm just a man trying to make his way in the universe. And then, <laughs> yeah. You know, even just walking in with your in the rain, you know, come, yeah. walking out of the rain and, you know, taking his hood do down and everything. Yeah. How do we um, feel about Boba being a, also being a clone of Django Fett? It's so fascinating how it's, like little we get to know about Django's decision. It's so fascinating uh-huh. that he made that like I want a son, you know, I want yeah. a little, yeah. I want a little dude of my own. Like it was one of his I'm, conditions. Mm-hmm. I'm very curious uh-huh. about that. Was there something where he wanted a kid, but you know, maybe for whatever reason he can't. I can't have babies. You know, I don't know. I'm sterile. <laughs> yeah, yeah, something like I, that. Or I'll take off is the helmet, like, but not the cod. I just. <laughs> I have, you know, I have no time for love, Dr. Jones, yeah. or is it, you know, I'm getting like, older, <laughs> like, yeah. is that, or what, what was, you know, what was going on? The other, sure. I just want to know the interaction where Dooku hires a bounty hunter and is like, Hey, this could be a weird job. <laughs> We're going to make a bunch of you. I don't need you to find anyone. I just want a lot of you. <laughs> And he's like, all right, but one of them, don't change him too much. Let me carry him around. God, I want to see that interaction. I want to see how that happened. Dooku's face. um, Like, like, even just like the, like, Django's face when he's like, okay, so how's this going to work? You're going to live here with these giraffe people. And how do they I okay, this is a how often we'll say this is a family podcast, but how do they collect the genetic material? I don't know. We know exactly how. (laughs) I let's not talk about Camino and Fluffer somewhere. (laughs) Oh no. Lackluster. (laughs) Glad that the camera footage is not visible here. So I I assume I assume that he can still take jobs, right? He's allowed to leave Camino. Right. Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But why would you give up the free room and board? Right. Especially in this yeah. economy. <laughs> and it's how. How much do the Kaminoans know about the truth of what the clones are? For? They don't. They think Master Sifo-Dyas is still alive. Yeah. Yeah. They, they have yeah. very little understanding of anything that's going on. Mm-hmm. But it we seems like. like they also okay, seem, but we uh, okay. Can we talk? Can we talk about? Can we talk about the inhibitor chips for, that we learned <laughs> yeah. about in the Clone Wars show, yeah. and like how Order sixty six works? Like, is are there just a bunch of redundancies programmed into the clones? And Order sixty six is just one of dozens of I think like so. we're gonna hack their brains. <laughs> like, I mean, they mention in Attack of the Clones, which I didn't notice before, but they were like. Oh yeah, we use technology to keep them obedient. Mm-hmm. They don't yeah. go into yeah. what that is, but it's the it's inhibitor there. chips, right? Okay. And that's and another so, that's another thing that Boba Fett, like she even says Boba Fett does not have those. We didn't do that yes. to him. Whatever yes. that is, we didn't do it to him. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. He ages normally. He's a perfect clone. Yeah. And not to go... Also, the, mm-hmm. the clones, all the clones that we see, the, the 200,000 that are ready and the million more on the way, are like 20? Yeah. Like, they're, they're, they age twice as fast, but they're the same age as Boba, so they're 10 years old. Yeah. Because Sifo-Dyas ordered them 10 years ago. Yes. So they, they're like 20 years old. I didn't think about like how young the clone army is. Yeah, it's a bummer. Yeah, they're like... yeah, I mean, you gotta figure, while Phantom Menace is going on... That's about the time that sifo is, is yeah, ordering. Yeah, that's why this is starting. Oh, it's fascinating to me. He's ordering the clones at that point. I had, um, a, I had a really dark thought during the Battle of Geonosis. There, uh-huh. There's, you know, there's like clones that are like this way, you know, to like Padme. And, uh-huh. and I was like, God, do any of those sets of clones make it to the end of the war? Who knows? No, probably uh, not. I mean, probably not. <laughs> well, crazy. some of them might be officers. I think they would be promoted out of oh, like combat situations. Also, live a while. how how many how many clones? They have a million more on the way, but they take like they have to grow up. You mm-hmm. know, like even if it's half yeah. the time. So, like, how many total clones do you think the Republic has during the war? Oh, God. A million clones is not enough to cover the galaxy. And and the U.S. Army has more people. Oh, yes. Than <laughs> one million clones. It's yeah. It's like, scale. Yeah. Scale is a weird thing in Star Wars. It's so weird. <laughs> it doesn't seem to be enough. No, and it does not seem to be I enough. Think the Empire has even less. Yeah. Like, in terms of resources. Yeah. I think that's why the final um, order feels so crazy, is because it's like, you know, the audience can only accept so much. Until it's like, wait, mm-hmm. where are these people coming well, from? If it weren't for the clones, we're talking now towards the end, but if it weren't for the clones, the Jedi would have lost the Battle of Geonosis. Yes. Yeah. And that's just, you know, some bugs and droids. <laughs> that's true. And not even the full the full power of the you know so the jedi like they literally almost lost yeah that whole thing they were surrounded. and that was it all was the jedi but and like i also love that scene where duke is like look i'll spare you just surrender like we're good and <laughs> yeah. like freaking windu just speaks up and is like you're gonna have to kill all of us and i just wanted to be like maybe luminara is in the backup yeah two jedi kind of side eye each other like what the what? are we really uh, we won't be uh, pawns to be bargained with and it's like wait what like i'll be a pawn to be bargained with. that's cool with me like who offers clemency in a lot of cases and i think that's one of my favorite parts of his character is he he is like a julius caesar type like he is not here to rule by fear Uh uh-huh my favorite scene in the movie oh go ahead Uh, i was gonna say i i love the sequence between him and obi-wan when obi-wan's been captured on geonosis thank you this is exactly where i want to go it's so good he's telling the truth the entire literally just tells them tells obi-wan the entire thing that's happening yeah yes do you think, because one of the things he brings up, that he is he is sad that, you know, Qui-Gon died. Yeah. yeah. Do you think that Qui-Gon would have joined the Separatists? Oh, that would have been... Eventually, oh, yeah. God, that would have been such a baller twist if he had lived. Yeah, I think that yeah. the, the trajectory he was on, like, learning that he has what he truly believes is the Chosen One in his hands, and the Jedi Order still not supporting his decision to train him. I think he was mm-hmm. on a trajectory to 
leave the Jedi Order for the his master left, and he knows that he could walk away, mm-hmm. and. If the Jedi won't train him, he'll take personal res- He's going to train him. He's going to take personal responsibility. If that means leaving the Order to train this kid, I think he'd do it. Yeah. There's a lot of stuff he even kind of says to Obi-Wan in Phantom Menace where it's like, eh, the Council don't need, don't need to know this. Yeah. That's what I think. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's I, fascinating. I, yeah, I think that... Glad he's dead. I think that he, that he, is, he remains in contact... Dead. <laughs> I think I think that he remains in contact with Qui Gon, and Qui Gon's like, I got this awesome new apprentice. Like, he's <laughs> he's super on board with all this crazy shit that I do, and like, I break it. the rules, and he doesn't tell anyone. And Dooku's like, hmm, interesting. Yeah. And then when he has an opportunity to recruit, basically his grand apprentice, he's like, his grand apprentice. <laughs> he's like, yeah, let's yeah, let's go for it, you know. Let's do this. And then and then Obi Wan's like, no. And then Dooku's like, all right, I gave you a chance. Like he yeah. just he gives everyone one chance, and to, yeah. to be his apprentice because he just loves having apprentices. <laughs> and it's kind of another mark against the Jedi where, and you know, this is the final scene of the movie. But like, yeah, Dooku straight uh-huh. up tells Obi Wan, hey, the Republic, the Senate has been infected. There's a mole. Someone is leading you. And then Obi-Wan's like, you think he was telling the truth? And Yoda's like, no, he was just lying. No. <laughs> <laughs> Keep an eye on it. He though. just made up a name that sounds evil. Darth Sidious? What the hell is that? That's, that's a little on the nose, don't you think? Uh-huh. <laughs> anyway, let's wage this meaningless war for like five years. It's also funny with these, because... With these like, army I just found. With this the, army we just found. It's made for us. Yeah. Okay, I was thinking about this. So one of my dogs, Kylie, the way we got her was one day we showed we like found a listing for her and we showed up at a park and these people were like, you want to have her for like a trial period? And we were like, sure. And we never saw those people again. And wow, she's just our dog now. And it kind of feels like that's what happened with Yoda and the clone army. He was just like, I'm going to take them for a little test run, okay? And the Kaminoans are like, go ahead. And he just Uh goes to war with them. (laughs) He makes that call unilaterally. Just ordering them around. Let's invade Genosis. It's wild. Another... Something else I noticed, and okay, so so please point point to me where I'm like forgetting the answer. You know what I mean? Um, uh huh. But so the clones, right? They look and sound yes. just like Jango Fett. Right, right. So if I'm like Yoda, right? I'm like, wait, who are these clones of? Oh, Jango Fett. Who's Jango Fett? He's this bounty hunter that was on <laughs> Geonosis with Dooku that Mace Windu uh-huh. murdered. Yeah. <laughs> Why was he hanging out? Windu's like, does Mace? Windu's does like, oh, this Jango Fett? <laughs> yeah, holding up the head. <laughs> he's, got the, he's got the head in his hand. And they, hey, look, it's, it's, it's your dad. All of you, it's look, your dad. dad. <laughs> I chopped his head off. Didn't he, like, teach you how to talk and, like, he lived with you? You lived in the <laughs> same area? Like, no one ever asked about yeah. that? Boba's the only one who had a personal attachment to Jango, I think. Okay, okay. But still, like that's my, that's the impression that I get. So no one still ever, imagine yeah. being one of the clones who had to clean up the arena and finding Django's decapitated body and being like, "Yeah, we all I don't sprung know. from this well right uh, here." Well, no other clone is on Boba's side when he comes to like his revenge mission. Mm-hmm. How weird would that be to watch your dad get killed? 
but then there's also a bunch of your dads running around. <laughs> like young versions of, of his dad, right? Because the clones are only like half like, as old as It'd be real hard Jango to let is. go. I, I kind of like empathize with Boba a little bit more. Yeah. <laughs> Me too. Because like, he's really on a like revenge mission. It's like he literally cannot forget his dad because they're yeah, everywhere. They're everywhere, everywhere he looks and sees his dad. Literally. I'd seen when Boba, so Boba uh, lifts his Or his sees himself, uh, too. Mm-hmm. Like, oh. Yeah. 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 What'd you and say, Gio? Just... I was just afraid his head was going to, like, drop out of the helmet when he put that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, uh, where the, where the head like, go? Guts? Like, bones? So, I read somewhere that they later went in and digitally added a shadow of the head falling out. Oh, no. no. Did they really? I didn't notice um, that. I'm going to have to... I'm I'm yeah, zooming up just to, just to confirm Oh, my this. goodness. Uh, because, yeah, I read that they later added that because everyone's like, is the head still in is there? Is the head in there when like, he picks when it he up? Does that, when he picks it up and he does that, like... That, like, for one of the DVD or, like, the Blu-ray releases or something like that, like, that they added That's that. That's crazy. One of those, to fish it out at some point. One of those helmets. Like, that if like, it's uh, still in there. I know. He wears that helmet eventually, so... Well, that's what I was going to ask. So fit firmly on your head, though. Yeah. So that's literally he takes the Django Fett armor and dyes it green and gray, and that's what he's wearing. He's literally wearing Django's armor. It's interesting because, like, okay. I don't think that he gets the he doesn't take the armor then, though. <laughs> like, there's we we talked about this. Um, Tim and I talked about this a little bit. We were talking about Boba Fett in the Julian Genre server, but um, there was a cut. Like there were some episodes of the Clone Wars that never got made that were Boba. There was Boba and Cad Bane, and he was getting the armor. Okay, right. Uh, reclaiming it. So I, I don't know where what happens to Jango's armor for the like, yeah. however long so, uh, the three or four years of the Clone I guess Wars. At some point, it's season two. Yeah, yeah. Maybe we'll get that flashback. I can. I uh, update. I can confirm. If you're on oh the Disney God. Plus version of uh, Attack of the Clones, you go to 153.20 to see the decapitation of Jango and them literally have a shadow where one the head goes one way oh. and the oh. the helmet shadow lands right, oh. right in front of the camera. Does it do like a slide whistle effect? So yeah, so his head goes somewhere far away. It's definitely the most disrespectful uh, kill in Star Wars history, I think. Yeah. It really is. Yeah. I uh but it's also really cool. I, I, I'm <laughs> not actually that surprised by the head thing because um I was reading through some trivia on the movie and during the fight with Obi-Wan, um, for the UK version, in order to secure a PG rating for the movie. They had to remove one second of footage. And it wasn't the head getting chopped off. It was actually a headbutt between Obi-Wan and Jango Fett. Oh. Cut that out of the movie and it went from a PG-13 to a PG rating in the UK. That's so funny. That's fascinating. Uh, Natalie Portman getting her back slashed open by that tiger. That's is way uh-huh. more violent uh, than yeah. a headbutt, right? That was blood. horrifying. It's yeah, not. she has those like bloody scars on her back the rest of this fight. Yeah. And she screams. Oh, she, oh, she sells it so well. You can yeah. feel like, yeah, you yeah. can imagine. Yeah. How, in, like, in, yeah. in the UK, the, a lot of fights start from um, headbutts. 
Yeah. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. So I was, I was, I was uh, 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 talking to my girlfriend, and I was saying, hey, if we were in Liverpool and I brought up Manchester United, what will happen? She's like, oh, <laughs> first thing that's going to happen to you is you're going to get headbutted. I'm like, does that happen a lot? Just that, oh, yeah. Soccer hooligans, that's how they will start fights with you. I'm like, okay, so I think that's a headbutt is like a big thing over there with violence. You know what? I have a friend who went to Ireland and he said that someone got up in his face at a gas station and he was taught that you're just supposed to headbutt the guy, so he did. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. I guess that's a thing in that part of the world. That's fascinating. Did Django headbutt Obi-Wan or did Obi-Wan headbutt Django? That's a really good question. Who's the aggressor? Um, I believe Obi, if I remember the part, I believe Obi-Wan headbutts Jango, even though Jango's wearing a helmet and just nothing. (laughs) If I recall the part correctly. Classic Obi-Wan. Well, well, Jango also hits his head getting into his ship. Just like the stormtrooper does. Oh my god, yes, that's true. (laughs) Was that this was that this movie? Yeah. Uh, Yeah, it had to be this movie. It has to be this movie. It is deliberate. It is an homage. Yeah. Um, oh, it's great. <laughs> hang on, I'm trying to find the part. But yeah, no, um, yeah, that's hilarious that they had to delete that part. One second. <laughs> yeah, that's odd. <laughs> footage. Um, there's a, I guess we have to, uh, we have to talk about it. We're talking about the, uh, the movie, so. Uh-huh. The yeah. infamous droid factory. Oh, um, no. Probably when I was. Oh. Do we have to talk about it's it? It's when I was the most checked out, I think, during this rewatch. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like, definitely, I. I was checked in for the wrong reasons. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or uh, I was going to say, like, 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 like Geo said, it is kind of when it just becomes actors moving around a green screen, and there really isn't any like uh-huh. momentum yeah. to a lot of it. I was really pissed off when R two D two was able to fly, and I was like, "What? You could do that now? <laughs> what? What the hell? <laughs> they fly now. They fly. That was the original. Is... They fly now. Padme uh-huh. is a goddamn ninja in this scene. Her yes, that she is true. She does some great physical acting there. It's probably her stunt double, but in any case, she is doing some amazing like timing and like just selling those runs. Other people are not doing that. Um, they do like three different like oh no, Anakin's gonna lose his hand <laughs> moments in this factory. You're right. <laughs> it's like trapped on the thing. You're like oh, it was this like is a, how he loses. It was like a Warner it. Brothers cartoon a little bit, you know. Just like, <laughs> I do yeah. not like that C-3PO can just grab onto things. I <laughs> um, really hate that he can just move his arms very quickly, grab onto hooks and stuff. That really upsets me. <laughs> Don't like it. How do you feel about the head swap? Uh, love oh it. God. That I love. I think it's very <laughs> silly. It's, it's really very silly. silly. I love hearing Anthony Daniels go, Die, Jedi, die! <laughs> I have... It, it created... Even ever since it first came out, and me being you know what twelve years old, uh-huh. it created so many questions about droid sentience about droid. and like yeah, where, dude, it's so where it comes from. Who's in control? Is the head in control of the body, or is the body? Because at some it's point, like a culmination. It's, it's a Cartesian. It's dilemma. programming throughout. <laughs> Maybe that's why three PO says I'm so confused. Is yeah. he can already <laughs> so confused. like wait? Why do I want to kill Master Anakin now? Or like you know. Yeah, it's very unsettling. It's like some body horror things for 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 droids. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's very weird. I I that's like real that reason for that reason. He's terrified of being exploded the rest of his life. Basically, 
is because he doesn't know if all of them is going to be put back together all the same. <laughs> he doesn't know if he's going to be on part of like, oh, what if? Yeah, what if he comes you back? Might, and, you might not recognize me because of the red arm. He's got oh. someone else's arm. Who knows what pro- that does to his program? Yeah. <laughs> True. He looks completely different to any other droid. He wakes up and he's got the torso of a gonk. <laughs> <He's>, <laughs> it's like droid um, metamorphosis. This also makes L3 in Solo really interesting because she is like, she used to be just a base astromech, but has built herself with other parts over time. Mm-hmm. And has, like, achieved this sort of independence that she's, like, different than any other droid. We don't see any other model like her because she's not – she's, like, scrapped together from other She's, like, two unit of Theseus. Yeah, she's, like, (laughs) self-made. Yeah, uh uh-huh. And then she's just a ship. Well, that's that's why she's so embarrassed about, like, she doesn't want people watching as she's, like, breaking them into the uh, the yard. Yeah. because like it's her astromech port that's yeah, like doing the it's work. Like the private parts. So much done. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> I'm still so sad about L3. Yeah. It's yeah. super dark. I'll never get over that. <laughs> yeah. Um but there's another <clears throat> Battle Geonosis, there's another part of it that I was not happy about. <clears throat> okay. Now if you watch closely to all the fights happening in the background with mm-hmm. all these yes. Jedi's, you could tell they hired a bunch of actors who had no martial arts training at all. If you watch closely, <laughs> maybe some of them. Oh, did. Yes. <clears throat> it was well, it was uh, some of the worst sword fighting I've ever seen. <laughs> maybe they had martial arts training, but they had no fight fictional nothings on green screen training. <laughs> like, like, oh. <laughs> like, I mean, that's true. Yeah. If if you yeah, had martial arts background, it's called doing a kata or a form or something with with a, a yeah. sword. It, it's um, I, I don't know. If you look at it, I just I just up, laugh. It's just because they hire up people to this and, point. Up to this point, lightsaber fights for Jedi are purely ceremonial. Like they haven't had yeah. to fight anyone else with a lightsaber other than other Jedi in like practice matches so, in millennia. Yeah, so these are like, basically Jedi who their entire lifetime, only two of them have seen combat and one of them died. Qui-Gon. Yes. Yeah. And so like the first <laughs> drop of like, Hey, two Jedi and a Senator are being held on this planet. Let's everyone Get in one ship. <laughs> Rally the troops. Rally the troops. Let's go. And then do they all take the same ship? I want like all these Jedi like on a shuttle going to Geonosis. <laughs> Just quickly going over battle stances they have in practice since they were nine. <laughs> and then more than half of them die. Yeah. Yeah. And a lot of the times it's because they blocked the wrong laser bolt. Yeah, just like, getting each other hit. So so many yeah, so many of the of the Jedi die because like a group of like five of them will be blocking laser bolts and then they'll all miss the laser mm-hmm. bolt they should have blocked. And yeah. then they all yeah. die. Which is very sad, actually. It's, it's crazy that Kit Fisto is such a hoss though, considering, you know? Yeah. Well he's having a great time. He's loving it. <laughs> that smile is so good. Yeah. yeah. He looks so weird in live action. Kit Fisto is very hot in animation and He's very so weird. hot in Clone Wars. Are you kidding me? <laughs> and yeah. very disturbing looking in live action. Even even in the like, I love his little smile though. I'll never yes, get over it. There's like a there's a minor headcanon that if Palpatine had tried fighting Kit Fisto underwater, he would have made quick work of him. Oh. 
Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. With his water blasts? Hell yeah. <laughs> and in dry land, he's um, severely compromised. Um, couple <laughs> comments on the Battle of Geonosis. Uh-huh. The, this makes... The, the Republic are definitely the aggressors, and they start the Clone War. Yeah. Yeah. They invade Geonosis. Right. The whole thing was, the, like, like, they they had, uh, you know, they wanted to... It seems like Palpatine wanted to go to war. Yeah. From the beginning. For sure. Um, Absolutely. This is why Padme didn't want the Republic to have an army because he she understands that it will be used. If you have an army, you're going to you're going to take advantage of that. And it's like those themes that I think are just so like crazy and like provocative to be in kind of like going like what are children's films of yeah like just these ideas being introduced of like yeah if a government has an army or military force they will use it in their mm -hmm. own interests and you have to be careful about mm -hmm. that we is... will go from a republic to an empire very quickly and guess what yeah. happens <laughs> yeah uh like i think the, so i think this the clone war show so good yeah, at doing for that sure. is like we're just gonna keep hammering this home yeah so yeah because basically from the separatist point of view they were invaded by yeah. a Jedi and then by several more Jedi. Mm -hmm. So those were mm -hmm. enemy combatants, basically. And mm -hmm. and then a, uh, a secret army that the that the government had been keeping a secret for a decade from the public. For a decade. <laughs> yeah. I'm um, sure the public yeah. wasn't uh, at all concerned about that once they learned, <laughs> like, hey... Oh. Also, like loss of life, like clones are living beings, yeah. and like the droids are just computer. Well, it's, robots, it's very right? interesting like, because, like, we learn, especially during the Clone Wars, that uh, that the Jedi try to see the clones as more than just like a droid, an expendable piece. But like, that's exactly what they are. Yeah, and it's it's. They're this like I think they're the same. Like droids also have sentience. We don't deal with that often enough. The battle droids we don't think about the battle droids the way we think about C three PO. But like they don't want to die. They're sentient beings also. Mm -hmm. They consistently they scream in fear. Yeah, sometimes. they consistently show yeah. fear and pain and confusion. Yeah, and like they're just murdered. They're basically the dinosaurs in the Flintstones. Like every time something bad happens to a battle droid, he's like, "It's a living," and then like dies in a horrible yeah. way. Yeah, <laughs> literally. Yeah, they go, "Uh oh," <laughs> and then someone murders them. It's really sad. One of my favorite bits in the Clone Wars. There's, I mean, there's a lot of really great droid jokes, but there's one where like there's some Jedi that are like approaching the stronghold that these droids are are defending, and one of the battle droids looks at the other and is like. Have you ever fought a Jedi before? He's like, no. <laughs> if I did, I wouldn't be here. I yeah. I guarantee you that much. And then uh, there's that evil Jedi, that, that Dexter Jetster Jedi in Clone Wars. Ah, uh, Pong yeah, Krell. Pong Krell. Fuck yeah. that guy. That it's like, no, these are, these are meat. The clones aren't real. I can throw them at the droids yeah. and it doesn't matter. They don't have souls. And mm -hmm. it's like, oh, it's so dark. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But it's not out of line with right yeah he's not super whatever yeah. literally <laughs> the first way the first way his entire uh, war is a proxy war yeah it's how yoda thinks of them too initially he's just like you know oh, just drop check all them out their units mm -hmm. on a chessboard we don't um, have to 
sacrifice any of our own citizens because we could just build people. Yeah, and like imagining some of the High Republic Jedi being presented this option just as a theoretical would be like deeply offended by it. Yeah. Oh, it's fascinating. Uh, before we get to the lightsaber duels, mm-hmm. uh-huh. I have to mention there was uh, in Book of Boba Fett, there was a lot of uh, drama caused because some people had like little mopeds. But uh-huh. our boy Count Dooku has a moped speeder. <laughs> it's good. It's so good. Um, looks so, so funny riding it. Man. People saying Vespa, spe- Vespa speeders are not uh, part of Star Wars. They have no, been for almost totally 20 years one. now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I love seeing Dooku ride a motorcycle and just oh, look. so good. You, he it's... looks as confused by it as visually it looks <laughs> to us. He's it's so like, funny because he's like so distinguished. He's like Count Dooku. Yeah. He's nobility. And he's, and he's, and he's riding on this, a like, tricycle, basically. <laughs> Oh, man. It's incredible. I mean, a lot of this stuff feels so jarringly silly immediately following Anakin murdering a bunch of Tusken oh, Raiders. Yeah. yeah. They they try giving Anakin little jokes and stuff in the yeah. and you know, he's like, Oh, I guess this is the party. And I'm like, you you murdered children. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And he says, Obi-Wan's gonna kill me. Exactly. Yeah. And I'm like Dude, you were just talking about like I fucking hate Obi Wan. Like he's yeah. he's holding me back, and I'm like, okay, uh, why do you care about his opinion now? I killed like, the women it's... and the children, and I couldn't stop. I didn't want to stop. And then Padme's like, okay, it happens. Everyone, it happens. Everyone gets yeah. mad. It feels like oh, things hey, were different. I in meant different to order, bring this up. Actually. This is just like a this is like a dumb aside, but. When when she tells him to be angry is to be human, is that speciest? Like, do other do other races in the galaxy deal with outbursts of emotion, or is she just like? And to be lusty is to be Twi'lek, and to be greedy yeah, is to yeah. be Tordarian. We know this. angry is to be woman. To be angry is to be human. <laughs> He's got the seven deadly sins, but yeah. of the different Star Wars races. Gluttonous definitely huts. huts. Uh, yeah, gluttonous huts. to be gluttonous is to be huddies. <laughs> horrible <laughs> bad so bad yeah it's it's um, it's it's a very the, the the framing of a lot of this stuff feels like it went through a f- quite a few edits i'll mm-hmm. say that um it <laughs> yeah the editing is very strange in this film uh-huh. um they seem to chop up storylines in weird ways um it, and, and because of that it seems the movie never seems to flow very well mm-hmm. because it's just like like an example i can think of off the top of my head there's a scene where dooku is talking to some of the separatist council and the scene just ends with uh the geonosian uh, pago the lesser yeah. saying yes. something not subtitled to dooku yeah and that's just where they cut it <laughs> It's so weird. And it's like, why did it get cut there? I, and then yeah. like action happens. <laughs> and then and then it cuts back to the separatist stuff happening in the little like throne mm-hmm. room and the Death Star plans. Pago, and it starts with Pago the Lesser saying something in Geonosian. <laughs> so it was like they cut that scene in the middle and then just put it in two different places in the movie. Yeah, it's so weird. I think it's it really so... owes to that feeling of this feel this this 
movie feels like a bunch of episodes of the Clone Wars in that it's distinct storylines in very different places. Mm-hmm. And yes, mm-hmm. and you're just kind of flipping between episodes rather yeah. than it all being a story that happens to converge in one place. Yeah. Um, yeah. It really makes me appreciate how much Marshall Lucas brought to that first Star Wars movie. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. The editing is so much so tight comparatively. Um, mm-hmm. But then there's the last fight. It's yeah. Pretty... So let's get to the saber fight. Yeah, it's kind yeah. of mid for me, to be honest. Uh huh. Which ones? We've got two. <laughs> well, I mean, the second one I don't think can ever be described as as mid. Worse, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I cannot believe how short the time span is where Anakin is dual wielding lightsabers. It's so the big marketing thing, like. Anakin uses two lightsabers in this movie. Last time you saw one lightsaber with two blades. Now it's just two lightsabers. He's got yeah. two lightsabers. For three seconds. That's it's. I'm really glad you brought that up because that's something I don't think kids will be able to appreciate. Is like, yeah, leading up to Attack of the Clones, no one had ever held two lightsabers before. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. And Anakin so tried cool. once and failed, and then and then never did it. No, he does it one 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 more time. Oh, also yeah. against Dooku. Against Dooku, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, the I think I think Hayden Christensen really is a great physical actor in terms of of the of the fights and stuff. Like just throughout these I, movies, I agree yeah. with that. Um, I'm so excited to see him come back um, for yeah, for stuff for sure. Yeah. Um, I do think Obi Wan gets owned very quickly. <laughs> Uh-huh. Um, Obi Wan does terrible against Sith Lords. <laughs> Here's the thing that's uh, fun. Um, yeah, we because of the Dooku because of the Dooku mm. audiobook, we know that Dooku is like a very talented swordsman. Mm-hmm. Like he dedicated a lot of his time as a Padawan to mm. like learning to be proficient at sword fighting. Unfortunately, Christopher Lee's a very old man, or was a very yes. old oh, man. It's it gets worse in Revenge of the Sith, but yeah. um. Yeah. Yeah, but no, he um I don't think I don't know. I don't think it's a terrible fight. Um I do think there's parts that are that look wonky. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Uh, if you if you the force stuff. Yeah, if you yeah. look at like when they're um waving lightsabers around, a, there's a lot of close-ups when they're um yeah. panning back and forth. Not pan, they're not even panning, they're cutting back and forth between. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And it's because so close. He's, you know, because maybe it's because like eighty something years yeah, old. Yeah, maybe it's because <laughs> yeah. they don't look good on a in a medium shot when they're like yeah. throwing white lightsabers around. But I just didn't like the close up yeah. shots. But when they went wide, of course you could tell those were probably different actors. And, and there's men. parts where it's very clearly like even it's a mid shot, but they just make Christopher Lee more CGI to make it look because it's probably a different actor that they you know mm. they put it over him, put over him, yeah, but face replacement. Um, but I loved. I mean, I, as a, like I know, Kevin, you said it, it felt so short. But as a kid, I just loved that he used two lightsabers. Oh, yeah. I thought that was the coolest thing. Yeah, I didn't. I, just, know, like, I didn't notice when I was a kid how short it was. I was like, yeah, it felt like it was like, oh, that's so cool. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then he loses his arm. <laughs> so he's so the first. Oh, it finally uh, happened. Yeah. It's um, really bloodless. Dude. It's pretty like almost like a non-event compared to Luke. Yeah. And yeah, it's very out. much like, oh, I, I'll just pass out. Yeah, and can immediately <laughs> lose consciousness from the, like he gets thrown a little bit, but 
It is not hard enough his to head, knock him His out. head does not hit anything except <laughs> Obi-Wan's leg. It's like the movie was like, well, we can't have him just like screaming bloody murder for the rest of the movie. <laughs> I think he's just playing dead. Yeah. I think he's like, oh, he's, he's like, I can't do this anymore. Just... Oh, fuck this shit. <laughs> I, I yeah. can't process this right now. I'm going to just pass out. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Oh, I had a, I had a question. Do uh-huh. lightsabers attract force lightning, or are the Jedi who get them get the lightning to hit their lightsabers like are they directing it mm. towards their sabers using the force? I think it has to be the second I one, right? No, I don't know. It's a skill so you many times you see like like Anakin gets wrecked by lightning mm-hmm. immediately, <laughs> and then Obi Wan is like, ah, I can block with it, and then he gets he gets wrecked too, and then. Yoda is able to just Yoda, catch it. Yoda catches <laughs> just catch it. Yeah. It's so cool. Which makes me think that there's a way to like use the force to to redirect it into something. Like, I think maybe use the real I, I think you're right. Yeah. Focusing. But it's interesting because yeah. you know we've been talking about how inexperienced this generation of Jedi are in the ways of like combat and battle. There's a good chance that yeah. Anakin is like the first Jedi to see and get hit by force lightning. <laughs> thousands of years Uh (laughs) uh-huh he's like what the hell was that how did he do that yeah well, we see Anakin him. gets up and is like, "Can I learn? Yeah. <laughs> is it possible to Not learn this power? from a Jedi?" <laughs> uh, we see in Jedi Lost the first time he uses it, and it's like an uh-huh. accident. Yeah, it's sort of like the way Ray does in Rise of Skywalker. Yes. Spoilers mm-hmm. is yeah, yeah, yeah. very similar how Dooku first does uh, his Jedi. Uh, which, so cool. which leads which me to cool. wonder how Yoda practices catching it. Or Obi Wan yeah. practices redirecting it into his saber. Like, what? Who's teaching you know. that? There's probably well, um, we okay, see in the first in the opening you know? part of the m- movie uh, during the the speeder chase, which I actually really love oh, the Sam sure. uh-huh. speeder chase. Oh yeah, um, it's very good. They go through power. They do. They go through the power uh, couplings, and Obi Wan's like, "I always tell you never to go through power coupling," which Anakin just always Anakin purposefully is drives. Just an idiot through power just couplings. An idiot. <laughs> I love Anakin's like. This is a shortcut. Yeah, I think. <laughs> and then he just jumps out of the speeder. Oh, it's so yeah. good. Obi's like giving him the one for like you lost him. I can't believe he's like peace. But what Tim said yeah. is so true. Like. He says, how many times have I told you, stay away from power couplings? It's like having your driving instructor be like, I keep telling you not to hit the median. (laughs) (laughs) Drive through all those cones because those are up for a reason. (laughs) He just does it all the time and gets his. How many times do I have to tell you not to drive through community parks? (laughs) (laughs) It's just like Anakin. Like we're supposed to believe that Anakin's this amazing He's supposed to be pilot. The best pilot. Yeah, uh-huh. it's like he just sucks at so many things. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, oh, oh it's oh always and then when Yoda, I mean, you know, like uh, so uh, something that is ingrained in my memory, and it's it's a reoccurring theme with Star Wars, where something in my theater will be such a big joyful moment. And then yeah. I'll uh-huh. go out into the real world and be told, like, oh, actually, that moment sucked. And it, like, betrayed everything that Star Wars stands for. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's 
but that's very Star Wars fans. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's very much Star Wars fandom. I, I remember thinking the Yoda lightsaber fight was was really cool. Yes. I love I love Yoda like getting rid of the walking stick and being spry. So like cool. it's so good. When he so when I, he makes forces the lightsaber to the other hand. Awesome. This <laughs> is one of the first times, at least in the theater for me, that my entire theater also went nuts. Yeah. Yeah. But I was like, I don't like this. Sure. And I totally <laughs> get the other perspective. Like, I can know, appreciate it. Like, I, I, it felt weird. I was like, everyone likes this, but I feel like he looks like a flea. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was very funny. I remember thinking that for that reason, because it looks so. Like, why is he jumping around so much? <laughs> I mean, he would have to. Like, He's it makes tiny. sense. Like, <laughs> just go for foot logically. His, feet. his little war Stab cries. Little yeah, Gio, <laughs> do you remember how what you thought seeing that? Oh, uh, I I remember the theater going crazy too. I was going crazy because it's part of the movie I was waiting for. Yeah, <laughs> just to, yeah, just to see this like uh, yeah. two feet tall, uh, just hopping around on the walls and twisting and turning and i thought that was oh okay so this is how uh his species fights with a lightsaber yeah that was pretty cool and then um right when he's doing his fight uh puts his lightsaber away and it picks up the walking stick again as if you know (laughs) he still has (laughs) trouble walking do you think well do you think this is a case of like we 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 hear from obi-wan that like uh in new hope that that the Force moves through a Jedi and, like, guides their actions. So, like, Yoda, this is Yoda, like, embrace, like, letting the Force help move him in yeah. a real way, it seems like. like that. It's like how Grogu yeah. literally, like, you, like, has to Force jump everywhere to move quickly. Yes. Mm-hmm. He cannot yeah. jump yeah. by himself. He uses but he, and it. But I was thinking him picking up the lightsaber is a lot like Grogu taking a nap. Like yeah. he's done nap. and he's just like, that took a lot out yeah, of me. It took a lot mm. of, yeah. I'm going to get this, you know, like a hundred years. This... Maybe I'll be able to do that again. Yeah. <laughs> um, he would have lived to a thousand if he didn't have this yeah, fight. Right. Right. That just saved all his time <laughs> off his life. It's like this taking took so much out of him. <laughs> but yeah, Gio, I forgot that this was such a big part of marketing for this movie. That this was like, like everyone knew this was going to happen. Like in the movie. And it all happens in the same five minute period. Yeah, yeah dude, the dual so lightsabers quick. and then the Yoda versus Dooku fight was all like yeah. one after the other, and and I think that that was exact. He, can you imagine just being the person whose idea it was like, hey, you know what would make a good action figure is Yoda with a lightsaber, like brilliant. Tells itself. Let's do like, it. It's so it's so tragic <laughs> yeah. how he. He lets Dooku get away to save the unconscious Anakin and Obi-Wan. So many lives are lost because of that. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Yoda wasn't doing those, that that utilitarian calculus thing that he seemed... (laughs) If Mace Windu... Absolutely. If Mace Windu had been there, (laughs) I don't think Dooku would have gotten away. No, I think Mace Windu would have force-thrown Dooku's ship (laughs) into Anakin and (laughs) Obi-Wan. To take him off the board. <laughs> yeah. Y'all are also a problem. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, so that's pretty much and then we had the little epilogue where um spoilers, Tyrannus has a master. Yeah. Oh um, shit. That he meets uh on the outskirts of 
uh, Coruscant, Coruscant. Mm-hmm. which really feels Insanity. like an after credit scene, doesn't it? Like it does. If this had been in a post MCU movement movie, yeah. Like, and that's sort of where like, we would have uh, seen the Death Star plans, not earlier. Like, oh yeah, yeah, the, yeah Death Star plans. the Death Star plans. Another good post credit scene might have been something Boba Fett related. Yeah, yeah. yeah him picking up a gun or something. Yeah, him sneaking off of Janos's. Yeah. I, I think it's very funny that Dooku, for one thing, love the solar sailor design. One of my yes. yeah, I think that's cool. I want more like ever. solar sails yeah, in Star Wars. So awesome. They're so cool. That being said, very conspicuous ship that everyone knows is Dooku's. The Republic should really have an APB mm. out for that ship because it lands Whoa. on the capital city of his <laughs> new enemy. <laughs> One of the um, things that uh, the, the Jedi Lost uh, thing mentions is that he likes it because it's completely silent. It has no engine. Yeah. He uses the wind, so, solar winds. So Yeah, it uses like solar wind or whatever, but it, it, it's completely silent and you can only pick it up visually. Yeah, like, I guess that's it's like a very stealth actually. ship. Um, There's like no cameras. Which I like, which, yeah. <laughs> which, you know, size of space. Yeah. It's about yeah. as stealth as if we this get. Were, if this were the Expanse, that ship doesn't have a drive signature. Exactly. You can't just be like, I'm oh, I'm so that's... glad you've finished all of the Expanse <laughs> from like, what was it? I, I literally called that. I was like, man, you're going to get into it. And you're going to just watch the entire show. Yeah. Uh, well, I was also sick for a week. So like I had a lot of time to just like binge watch <laughs> it. The anyway. We'll start our new Expanse podcast next. But, <laughs> Hell uh, yeah. <laughs> this um, is, but, uh, this is a, it's a kind of a really dark, conflicted, weird ending for your, like, kid space movie. Yeah. It is. I Begun the Clone Wars has. Yeah. I remember thinking, like, he says that line, right? And right. That, is, that is not a hopeful, like, that is very much no. an Empire Strikes Back, oh my god. Think, like, this shit is about just way got worse. real, yeah. And I remember yeah. thinking as a kid, watching those clones board the Star Destroyers, I was like, yes, they have this n- awesome, huge army at their disposal now. And now it fills me with, like, this absolute dread. Because yeah! not only is it like, oh, this is war, this is what war looks like, and it's not glorious, it's not pretty, and this is going to end really badly for everyone involved, but it's got the goddamn Imperial March playing over it. Yep. Like, they are not yep. being subtle about the fact that they're taking a very like, negative attitude towards that. But as a kid, because, again, kids movie, cool yeah. big spaceships and cool soldiers, you know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, like George Lucas uh, is just like with a big hammer, just like, no, this is bad. This is terrible. <laughs> Don't Not root for thing. this. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think it's an homage to, I think it was Winston Churchill that said when he heard that uh, Germany had invaded Poland that begun World War II has. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, well, as soon as anything World happens. <laughs> They're you like, really? To you're you're going to call war. that? You're going to call it that yeah, right you, now? <laughs> you have to uh-huh. name the war right at the beginning, and that's, that's how, how you, know you want to be the war. one that. <laughs> works. Everyone was like waiting. They didn't want to jump the gun on calling something World War yeah. Two. <laughs> Google, if there but was he like, did it, and they're like, "Dang it, he claimed it." Yeah. After Yoda says that line, there's like three minutes of Mace Windu and Obi Wan kind of like, "Wait, why are we? Why would we call it that? We're not fighting the class." <laughs> 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh, you should call this a galactic civil war. That's what it is. Yeah. 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 Why are we naming this after the people that we don't the consider clones. people? Begun the droid war has. <laughs> yeah. Begun the first Jedi war in a long time has. <laughs> yeah. What a shit show. Um, yeah. And then just, you know, more political stuff. I have, we have to keep an eye on the Senate is kind of creepy. Yes. Um, yeah. That Windu says, uh, like, okay. Um, and then, um, yeah, you see all the clones thing. And then we get a wedding. Hey, oh, secret we wedding. get a wedding. A secret wedding. Um, but you have to. I feel like I would hold hands with. Can I stand on the I'll stand on your I'll stand on your right. Yeah. That way I, can, yeah. I love that R2 um, and 3PO are the two witnesses and they're the uh, witnesses. Yeah. So my 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 last note for my whole notes for this watching watch through was do you guys think that 3PO or R2 is the best man? Uh, um, um I think it's R2. Yeah. R2 is the best man. Yeah. And it's, yeah. he's also the uh, maid of honor. He took both. <laughs> and the officiator. Because yeah. um, it's kind of like... 3PO is kind of like a like an adopted son to Anakin. So it would mm-hmm. be weird to have him be the best man, right? Well, he just takes 3PO from the Lars homestead. Oh, he's like, oh, that's my droid. That was another... <laughs> Forgot it here. Thank you. That, that was a, there's a part where they're like, well, Padme's like, well, I'm going to save Anakin. And you have to follow me because you're supposed to protect me. And like 3PO's in the ship. And he's like, oh, I've never flown before. And there's like an alternate universe where they're like, oh, by the way, like, get out, like get fully, get out of the ship. <laughs> yeah. It's like, you're their protocol, George. You're not with us. Yeah. You were not yeah. supposed to follow us. Yeah. And all of history, all of Star Wars history is different. It's different. Yeah. Funnily enough. How would he... that, oh, that's, Geo, our next what if is what if, <laughs> what if they get rid of. <laughs> Funnily enough, uh, 3PO's. Uh, they didn't build a new 3PO for this movie. They used the original A New Hope 3PO costume and like painted over it and oh, oh it crazy. Yeah. Poor Tony Daniels. I know. Oh, I hope yeah. you haven't gained any weight in 20, <laughs> 24 yeah. years. And also just Good like, luck. you can't have that original costume in its original condition anymore because... Also, you didn't make any clone or clone armor, but you made Tony Daniels get back in this... <laughs> The same suit. suit. (laughs) All the clones are CGI, but Tony still has to be in the (laughs) in the three PO suit. He's like, I could have I could have worked from home for this whole movie. Do voiceovers. Yeah, he's actually in. He out of suit is in Dexter Jester's diner. Oh, oh, he's and he's also in the um the opening. Well, the that opening when Zam Wessel's in the club there. There's oh, like a sorry. bunch of cameos. That's what I meant. Sorry. Yeah. That's he's, awesome. Yeah. He's, yeah, in that he's club. there. Um, Ahmed Best is there. Yeah. Um, oh. And then um, George Lucas's daughter is there. Yeah. She's mm-hmm. a Twi'lek. Um, she's a purple Twi'lek. Both daughters are in that scene. Mm. Um, but the one I was thinking of was the. It's fascinating. Twi'lek. But yeah. Um, who is officiating this wedding? Because um, it's a person. It is a person. I don't know. I don't know who this guy is. What um, does he know? <laughs> I don't know if it's a, a guy or, or... I do not know the gender of the officiated. Uh, Maxeron 
Agalurga. Oh, it is. Okay, so. I feel like a Jedi should be allowed to officiate weddings. Yeah, but. That, that the seems Jedi to make sense, right? But not not between Jedi and someone of else. Course. Since they're yeah, not supposed that's forbidden. to do that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I can't um, form attachments, but you two can. Yeah. Okay, so. The he's the Pontifex of, of the Brotherhood of Cognizance. <laughs> yeah. What does that mean? I, what is the Brotherhood of Cognizance? It's a monastic <laughs> order of the Naboo faith system during the last few centuries of the Galactic Republic. Oh, so he married into her um, thing. Huh. Okay. The only witnesses to the marriages to the marriage were the droids R2-D2 and C-3PO. Despite this, Royal Naboo Security Forces Captain Korsh Panaka managed to find out about the wedding and likewise inform Supreme Chancellor Palpatine about it. Captain oh, Panaka, shit. you're Whoa. a goddamn rat. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, she Done dirty. She knew the whole time that they were married. Um, Thus resulting yeah. in Palpatine uh, using this knowledge. Korsh Panaka goes on to be a moth in the Empire. Whoa! So, like, he that's is loyal sick. to Palpatine. Wait, who wrote that? Uh, that's, uh, in... Uh, let's see if I can find what the... When it happens. My guess is that it's something that comes up in... Um, one of the comics or one of the books, That's but crazy. I'm gonna look. I think so I'm finding the that it's the actor who played Panaka. Uh, they uh, they basically wrote him out. Yeah, they replaced him with Typho. With Typho. So he was supposed to be uh-huh. all his parts would have been Typho's parts. Yeah, um, but there was some sort of disagreement, the, and they just wrote it him comes up and, in the book Leia, Princess of Alderaan. Oh, but uh, Claudia Gray as well, right? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah, it um, takes place just after Leia's 16th birthday. Hello, I'm Moff Tanaka. That's so cool. I, yeah. I love that he becomes a moth. That's horrible. That's fa- it's fascinating to That's me. That's so sad. That's like, I, know. I, I feel I want to like, I like him so much in Phantom Menace. I know, I can't believe that his name is Korsh, too. <laughs> Korsh. Korsh. Uh, shout out to Rose Byrne <laughs> for playing... Uh, one of Natalie Portman's handmaidens. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yep. Australia's own. Early role Was she Dorme? Was she Dorme? She's Dorme. She... Yeah, she's Dorme. Um, she's crying that she's like, I'm fearing for your safety. It's like, well, you're the one that's <laughs> just died, like dude. designed to be murdered. That's how she programmed. <laughs> so yeah. maybe. Yeah, <laughs> it's true. She is manipulative. <laughs> maybe her and, and uh, maybe her and uh, Anakin are a better match. Than she has convinced <laughs> so many of her friends to die for her. Yeah. She has. And she, like, weirdly seems close with them. Like, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It, it all rubs me the wrong way. Yeah. Like, in the great, that show The Great, they have, like, a royal double, but, like, they don't hang out very often. Yeah, exactly. Because you don't want, they exist to die for you, basically. And that's. Yeah. In the, in the Padme YA books, like, she and her, she and her handmaidens are together all the yeah, time. Yeah, they're, like. They, like, spend all their time together. Yeah. And none of them uh, came to the wedding. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, they didn't get invited. Didn't make the list. They can, only their whole life books. is keeping secrets. Yeah. 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 Literally. For her. For her. But yeah. Anyway. Um, crazy movie. <laughs> couple. Yeah. Crazy movie. I just, before we wrap it up here, I want to do a couple quick, quick fires here. Okay. You just go around. Um, favorite. I I didn't want to let it go because it's you know, 
a bunch of bunch of guys here, but I feel like we probably all still have uh, ideas. Uh, favorite Padme costume. Ooh, um, I believe this is her mm. most. She has the most costumes yeah. in this one of any of. God, her. now I'm trying to think of like what all the different her. costumes are. Yeah. Um, uh, no, I think I. <laughs> okay, I, I don't have a favorite because I can't remember. I only remember one that I didn't like. Okay, and it was the scene when uh, her and Anakin were in the, some living room with the fireplace, and she's wearing this black dress, and her boobs are like popping out on top, and That's it her, just yeah. doesn't her seduction fit. outfit. Yeah, like. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know if this is Star Wars. <laughs> this is not a yeah. date, I swear, outfit. Yeah. Yeah. I actually, I went to um, the, like, Star Wars costume exhibit at the, um, <clears throat> what used to be the EMP, I forget what they call it now, uh, uh-huh. in Seattle, uh, and they had all of the costumes from all the movies, and uh, what, looking at them next to each other is really cool because they had explanations for each of the costumes mm. and yeah, yeah. Kind mm-hmm. of the design decisions behind them. And that was where I really developed an appreciation for the picnic scene outfit because oh, yeah. that's supposed to be like she, you know, in the first movie, Anakin asks her if she's an angel and the mm-hmm. picnic scene is her looking as angelic as possible. It's like, this is the yeah. romance movie. And th- this is how Anakin sees her all the time as this like beautiful radiance, like this really light colored dress, yeah, like in this idyllic environment. And so I think that's probably my favorite of hers, just knowing kind of like what the rationale. That's cool. Yeah, is. I like it. She's got a little headband. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. She's got the. She's kind of got the Leia buns going on in that one. Yeah. Um. I think my favorite. I really like. Oh, no, please. Sorry, go ahead, Nick. Uh, I think her look right as she when they're burying Shmi, and she's wearing like the all white, okay. and she's got the cape and the shawl. It's almost like a hoth kind of outfit. Yeah, yeah I just actually really it's badass. Funny. It's funny that you call it a hoth outfit because I feel like it just like that outfit for Leia, mm-hmm. where she's got uh-huh. Leia has the like the full outfit on. In Hoth, but then in Bespin, on Bespin, she's kind of only got the right lower, like the one part of it. Yeah. Yep. Um, Same thing here. And that's oh. kind of what happens here is like she's got the full with the cape and the shawl and everything. And then uh, for Genosis, she's kind of got it a, co- a crop top later. Right. But it's, she it's, loses... That's when she gets attacked by the, the beast and it claws her back. Yeah. It turns her shirt into a crop top. <laughs> right. But she loses the cape after like they take the cape from her. When she gets arrested in the droid yeah. factory. Mm. I do like, I like, this is my favorite, I think, Padme outfit is like this cape and like white. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. Like all white. It's outfit. very reminiscent of Leia in a really cool yeah. way. Absolutely. Yeah. Like, oh, this is um, cool. It is, I think, the most iconic. I do like her. I wish it wasn't the I don't like sand scene. <laughs> uh-huh. But the I like her, her dress and the I don't like sand scene. Um. <laughs> Is that that? That's I, the, like the yellow to pink, like gradient one. Yeah, the, the open shoulders. Yeah. I think it's cool. Beautiful. And she's got kind of like the the neck. Um, it's kind of like a like a metal. Yeah, uh-huh. I don't even know what you call it. I wish I knew the name, but it's not really a necklace because it's part of the dress. But it's yeah. like, um, uh-huh. yeah, I do like that one. Yeah, big um, big missed opportunity in the sequels. I think not having like someone in the someone with as much fun wardrobe costume changes as Padme. Yeah, like most of them are just yeah. 
Yeah, I, th- I think that I think that like they really nailed a really uh, defined look for like how a Jedi dresses. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. By kind of riffing on Obi Wan's original look and being like, "Oh, this that's just like a beat." This is what they always version wear. of what yeah. Yeah. Even when they're in hiding. But Obi Wan's undercover on Tatooine and he's still wearing his Jedi clothes. Yes, exactly. Ben Kenobi, they call me. <laughs> Speaking of undercover on Tatooine, uh, Padme is undercover a lot in this film, and she's always wearing still the most radiant, like, yeah, yeah. she's not like, <laughs> she's on Moss Eisley, and she looks like she's like the most wealthy person in that entire city. Yeah. I was thinking about, like, yeah, they, they are going to take this shuttle to Naboo. They're supposed to be refugees or something to blend in, and... She's wearing this gorgeous outfit that she wears to meet the queen when she <laughs> right. gets to Naboo. It's the same it's outfit. It's the same one. <laughs> yeah, and she knows how I, to dress like yeah. a commoner because she does it for most of episode one. Uh-huh. For a good chunk of it. It's um, very funny. Just wear a handmaiden yeah. outfit, but she's like, no, I'm going to sit at a dinner table at Krieg <laughs> Lars's house. <laughs> yep. And, <laughs> and I'm going to look like the goddamn queen. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I do then, like Anakin's white poncho in the oh, scene me too. when they're going yeah. to the boo. Yeah, that's yeah. cool. Um, do we? Are you, any of you guys familiar with any of the deleted scenes? I have. I am, not off yeah. my head. Um, there is a deleted scene where Anakin meets Padme's family. <gasps> yes, yes, I am and aware it is, of this. It is bizarre. It's completely shot. You can you can watch the whole thing. Um, she does have a very like kind of she she's wearing like a cool like like light blue, um, uh-huh. kind of lounger on the house, but also look good type mm-hmm. thing. But it's a very strange like boyfriend meets the girlfriend's family scene. Yeah, that was yeah deleted. Yep. Uh, but I do highly recommend it because she he has like the awkward walk with her fam with her dad. Where they walk through the yeah. garden and he's almost like, what are your intentions with my daughter type yeah. thing? Like, it's a great. I love that. And she's scene like, no, it's I don't so, like him. It's so weird. <laughs> she's like, he's not that. I don't, I'm not attracted to him. I met him when he was like, eight. OK. Yeah, that's the <laughs> yeah. one. That, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's so true. I linked in the discord. The, the yes, I love this. Yeah, it's a very uh, yeah, wonderful. We can use that one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and then I. Yeah, I don't know. Um, and then the last thing I wanted to just rapid fire. Do we have any attachments to any of the separatist councils? Yes. Oh, my goodness. Um, so, yes. So many. The techno union. Oh, the techno nipples. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> techno union. He's marbles in the middle of his. It's nipples. Uh, yeah, I mean, Poggle the Lesser, Wat Tambor. Uh, the fact that the... Paul the Lesser is the same actor who was Galadriel's husband in The Lord of the Rings is incredible wow. to me. God. Wait, really? I did not know that. I'm pretty sure he's the same guy who played Kelebimbor, yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, it's yeah, there, yeah there's... What's interesting about Techno Union guy is you can kind of get, like, okay, I get what the Tread for, Trade Federation does. I can gather what the banking clan is for. What does the Techno Union guy do? I he don't... makes the big ships that you shoot right above the the oh. fuel tanks and they blow up. Okay, well, cool. so <laughs> that's an important job. I think those look like they carry something, like okay. they're transport ships of some kind. So the Separatist Council has Trade Federation, which we can kind of figure out. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
It has the intergalactic banking clan, um, which is you've got Sand Hill, which there's a Clone Wars episode all about them, which is cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. You have the hyper communications cartel. The hyper communications cartel, and that is a uh, Aqualish that's there. Oh. Okay. Oh, maybe they do like the pathways um, and stuff, like the hyperspace lanes. You have the corporate alliance, which kind of makes sense. But that I think I really like um, Hassel Argente, um, which kind of looks like a I think I like that design because it, it's so cultural. Um, let's see. Uh, it's like a he's. Yeah, he's like in an orange like. Look at this guy. Um, He's like in an orange thing and he's got like a big scarf over his head and everything, yeah. with like, but it's got like a thing on top. Like, I don't know. He's yeah. so he's cool looking and he's like example of person in the. Um, yeah, I don't know. And then you've got the Commerce Guild. Mm -hmm. um, so it's like none of these seem like they're like they're all just kind of like we need to look out for our people. Man, did yeah. life. Yeah. Did Republic life drastically get worse during the clone wars because that's a lot of major businesses or operations to be mm -hmm. a part of a all your big corporate entities essentially have left yeah from like the a, banking yeah. clan still is working for both sides because it's like essential yeah. i think the trade the the trade federation still has like some there there's like a senator from the trade oh. federation that's in yeah that's still part of the republic I, my last but, thought but that it's, I wanted... it's the nemoidians who aren't yeah no no for sure the most real the Please. most realistic part of this movie now watching it as an adult is after basically trying to overthrow the government of an entire planet <laughs> newt gunnery hasn't been fired <laughs> he's still on the board no, the exact... he's probably got a he's raise he's still the viceroy yeah. <laughs> They have part. their own freaking. They have a Senate representative. Right, yeah, he probably like, didn't even get like fined or anything for what happened. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right, all right, CEO of Goldman Sachs, <laughs> pick who you would like I to think, represent you in the Senate. I think in the Clone Wars show, uh, Lot Dodd, the Neomordian senator, is like, "Oh, he's an extremist. We have nothing to do with mm -hmm. him." But like, and you're like, uh -huh. "No, like he's yeah. he runs your company, <laughs> dude." Oh. I. It sounds okay. So the techno union has a pretty funny little bit here that says that um, 300 years before the end of the Clone Wars, they owned the planet of Mustafar and charged the native Mustafarians rent. Wow! <laughs> <laughs> they are scum landlords. <laughs> must be destroyed. <laughs> wow. They're paying rent. Do think that there's like a civilian population on Mustafar is wild to me. They were probably like little lava sprites or something. Oh yeah, the know. natives. So yeah, they were probably like lava aliens, and they were like, "Wait, if they pay rent, yeah. oh, I'm looking at them. Oh, they they are the ones who ride around on the little. Oh, that's who those were. Yeah. That, okay. Yeah. Oh. I just wonder what they're doing out there. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. I forgot about them. There's one of them is just named. <laughs> it's KKKT. Yeah. Classic Star Wars. <laughs> Up there with the the ta the Tuscan Raider that attacks Luke, named like Ark 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 Ark. Uh huh. <laughs> this is his name in Wikipedia. Bad. Imagine being the person uh, who read Kashyyyk for the first time. 
And they said Kazook. Kazook. Yeah. Oh, Kazook. yeah. Kazook. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, Krieg, Krieglar still calls it Kazook. Yeah. He sold, yeah. We fought there. We're supposed to call it Kashyyyk now, actually. I call it Kazook. Yeah. I call it Kazook. <laughs> Damn Wookiees. They aren't even Very human. Well, yeah. Yes, I know. There's animals. <laughs> Yeah, um, I think that'll do it for our coverage of Attack of the Clones. Uh, yeah. Did anyone have any final thoughts on it? It's great. This this conversation made me love it more. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. genuinely really enjoy this movie, despite the fact that it has some really rough moments. Yeah, the Padme Anakin relationship is just yeah, I can never buy into now. Like, it's gross in and out, but like. He's Darth Vader, you know. Like, yeah, <laughs> I'm not, yeah. It's not. So, it's a tragedy, but it's not supposed to be a an unproblematic tragedy. So, yeah, I'm all for it. Some cool action scenes. Detective Obi Wan needs his own show. I yeah, know. Detective Obi Wan. I hope we get some of that in this Obi Wan Kenobi mm. series. Oh yeah, of him doing will. some spy shit. I hope so. Like a mystery calls him back out of retirement. Yeah, yeah. Well, it sounds like it's going to be. Apparently, he, apparently, it will not take place primarily on Tatooine. Like it'll start there, and you know, I'm good with like that. I'm yeah. good with that too. Because we've had we've a, seen lot a lot of Tatooine, Tatooine. and before that, we've seen a lot of Jakku and Lothal. It's got to be something very significant to pull him away from Tatooine, also, right? Like mm-hmm. he's there with like a real job. It's funny you say that he pulls away from Tatooine and he goes to Jakku. (laughs) (sighs) All right. (laughs) That would be hilarious. Shittier Tatooine. He's like, oh, I'll get different desert. He's like, I'll I'll be sure to get dressed for the occasion. I'm going to buy all these new clothes and everything. (laughs) He gets there and she's like, son of a bitch. Yeah. Yeah. It's another desert. Yeah, it's that guy. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. Um thanks everyone for coming back uh yeah, thank and you being so on there much, and, and thank you for awesome. also being on your initial episodes because it is appreciated. Yeah. <laughs> uh and joining us with uh yeah, our our one year of doing this podcast. So awesome. Uh, really the cool. idea is that we'll do uh we'll do eleven years and do all the movies. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so next year is episode three. Um, I don't know what order we're, we're going to do the machete order. <laughs> we're doing the the New Republic Archives order, which is the first movie we talked about because this one had Tamora Morrison in it, and Boba Fett just came out, and then uh-huh. also we just did uh, our last deep dive was mm. a Dooku one. So talking like, about yeah, Dooku, this just works out. Yeah, we'll see what happens. Maybe, uh, maybe Obi Wan will make you want to go back to Revenge of the Sith. Yeah. Maybe. Well, maybe Ahsoka will make you want to go back to the animated Clone Wars movie. Yeah, the oh, real yeah. one. No, I think we would. Release. I think the 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 Clone Wars movie and the Ewok movies uh, can be done anytime throughout the year. So, okay. yeah, uh, I'd be down for that. The theatrical releases, I think, will save for anniversary. Was the baby's name like Farty the Hut or something? Farty. Yeah. <laughs> Farty. Are they stinky? Did she call him stinky that whole time? <laughs> Oh yeah, they did. Uh, she did call him Stinky okay. the whole Stinky, time, right? Like something Stinky. like that. God. Yeah. Whatever His happened. His name is Rota. Rota, rather. Did we ever find out what happened to Rota? It's completely uh, not about. Probably assassinated by other huts, I imagine. Yeah. 
He's literally never seen after that oh, sequence. Oh, yeah, big time. He's returned to his father, but that's <laughs> it. We never see him again. He's one of the twins. Oh, yeah, I like uh, that. Boba Fett. Yeah. <laughs> was, He's said, used by one of the twins to wipe the sweat from their brow. <laughs> oh, well, thank yeah. you for having us on, guys. This is such yeah. a blast every time. It, it genuinely yeah, yeah, so enriches fun. my Star Wars experience to, like have an episode like this to look forward to and like really be paying attention to everything because you get so much out of it good and bad but like <laughs> yeah <yes>. good <laughs> well i think that was really like the mission statement when we started the show is like we really want to like look at star wars and find the things we love about it rather yeah. than shitting on right. the things we hate yeah. and i think that that really like you know makes a difference in like how i appreciate star wars going forward mm-hmm. um Absolutely. Yeah. And, and, you know, we kind of wanted to look at it as, look, there's not, it's canon and legends don't really matter. It's all Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Like, just enjoy Star Wars. So. <laughs> so, yeah, thank you all for joining us. Thank everyone for listening, uh, especially those who have listened the whole for the whole year. You're appreciated. But yeah. even if you've, this is your first one, thanks for joining us on this super long episode. <laughs> um and now that we've yeah, Kevin entered... shows up, we just talk for two hours. What? Yeah, That's what happens. Sorry. I think uh, uh, so fine. might be. Yeah, Sit. this episode is as long as Attack it's of the, the Clones. Movie, yeah, Whoa. right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just noticed that. Beautiful. We've done it. We've yeah. done it, everyone. This is, just made treat, a new... treat this as a director's commentary. Watch Attack it of the Clones is. and have us talk over it, at, like completely. <laughs> out oh, God. We should have done that. <laughs> completely out of order. <laughs> But yeah, um, so yeah, until next time, now that we've uh, entered uh, into the archives, um, go ahead yeah. and listen to all the previous episodes. You can hear all of them. Um, uh, you can find us on DuelingGenre.com. Um, Nick's done a bunch of stuff for Dueling Genre as well. Yeah. Um, join the Patreon. Join. Get all the, uh, getting the Dueling Genre tonight and... Uh, yes. Got all the Patreon shows. There's yeah, so many Patreon sure. shows. We're, trying to, we're running long. Yeah. There's so many Patreon shows. Got to make it worth your buck. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, but yeah, and until next time, uh, we have entered the clone uh, Attack of the Clones into the archives. Uh, and if it's not in the archives... It doesn't exist. <laughs>